the form to crack out. <laughs> Draco's match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, it's actual football talk. It's a football show, it's about football, not storylines. And you are listening to the 40th edition of Blue Splits. I just realized about watching that uh, intro that I might have to change, you know, Darnold out of there soon, Herndon out of there soon, Bell out of there soon. Maybe even Mosley's only played like three quarters for the Jets. I'm going to change it to uh, some some Quinn and Williams highlights from this year and uh, Becton and Jeff Smith, you know, give us a Crowder. So, uh, that's getting a little depressing in watching that. Uh, a lot of stuff's going to be changing. Quick housekeeping before we get into the Broncos Jets game. Uh, I appreciate everybody who tuned into the to the live stream I had uh, Monday. A lot of good callers, like a ton of really knowledgeable callers. So I appreciate you guys. Um, the people who commented below also appreciate you guys and uh, keep killing with the support. So that was that was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to doing that every uh, first Monday of the month. One of those shows will bring on. Uh, Marcus Coleman, who is a NFL or a former NFL DB for 11 years, uh, many of those years being with the Jets, we'll bring him on, and then we'll continue to bring Kyle on as well. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that. Uh, Jorby31 on Twitter just posted uh, something there that I'm going to be posting some Sam Darnold plays. A lot of those plays are going to do the plays that he's missing or bad plays, just to show the people out there who don't think he's he's at fault at all, that he is at fault at some uh, to some extent. So I'm going to be posting there. But I'm also going to be posting threads of, of positive plays from the young guys to spruce uh, up a Jets Twitter a little bit. The the Beckton's, maybe even a little bit of Fant, Quinnen Williams, maybe some Fadokasi, maybe even some Crowder, some, some of the good stuff that's going on with the Jets team for the future. So I'll be posting that, uh, that there as well. For the people who are watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, obviously, tell your friends. Uh, and if you don't watch or if you don't listen to the podcast, which I'm assuming a lot of people do not uh, or listen to it, listen to the podcast. If you just go to the podcast app, if you do this other podcast, just search up Blue It's Blitz. Even if you don't subscribe, just drop a five star. And, uh, if you read a review, we're giving away a free T-shirt. We're going to choose randomly out of the last 25 reviews. Uh, we need nine more reviews to do that. We're at 66. So once we get to 75, we'll, I'll do a list randomizer on the computer live on the show. And then we'll, we'll send a free t-shirt to somebody if they email me or tweet me their, uh, I don't tweet me, but DM me their, uh, their address and where to send it to. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email me, Joe period blew it, B L E W E T T at jets, X factor, uh, jets with an S X factor. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, JetX shop. You can check out our merchandise. Our merchandise there. Uh, Man Myth Legend shirt. Like I said, I was I was rock some JetX gear uh, when I come on here. For the most part, we still got rocking the Jayco today, but I didn't feel like rock, rocking the Jayco today. Uh, duds for the game, thirty-seven to twenty-eight. Again, we have about. Let's see. I forget how many plays I have. Did this a couple of days ago. I think we have we have about sixty. So not as long as the four and a half hour show. A little bit longer than the than the two and a half hour show, whatever it was last time. So we'll be about three hours ish. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. We'll see. Sometimes I go into rants that I don't expect to go into. To be completely honest, so maybe it'll be longer. I don't know. But let's uh let's get this moving here. So my third dud of the game while I try to delay and pull up all of the plays that I need to on my computer, which I'm doing a very bad job of. Um, third dud is the 
linebackers and it's just so it's honestly so easy to to say the duds at this point it's the same duds pretty much every week like there might be a different one or two like maybe you have Donald in there maybe you don't maybe Gase is one maybe Gase is three um maybe you know an offensive lineman has a really bad week but listen when McDermott plays and he sucks we all expect him to suck I'm not going to put him as a dud like it's just it's kind of pointless to look at a ton of McDermott film yes he sucks um but the linebackers, I don't, I don't really have a lot of plays at linebackers, to be completely honest. I only have two. Um, and we're starting off the game uh, with this penalty from Ogletree, and that's the problem with Greg Williams' defenses. It is super uh, undisciplined because that's how Greg Williams coached his defense, to hit guys late, penalty, or, you know, late penalties. His rah-rah demeanor works the first year. It fizzles out year two, and that's why he gets fired or, or leaves jobs after year two consistently. That's why he's never been with the team for four, five, six years. I think the longest tenure he's had has been three years, but there's a reason he bounces around a lot because his shtick wears out. His teams aren't disciplined. His teams are dirty, which I don't, I'm watching, I don't enjoy watching a dirty Jets team. Uh, now, maybe they were a little bit pissed about how Sam Darnold was hit um, earlier in the game, but uh, Greg Williams' defense is known to do these type of things. Um, and it's it's frustrating because the Jets will get run stuffs. They, they will um, get stops on third downs this game. I believe they had six or seven. I believe it was six personal foul penalties, which a couple of them were kind of bogus. Um, but there was at least, you know, three or four of them that were completely deserved. And um, the Broncos run one back power here. You actually have, you know, J- uh, Jenkins, who does a good job squeezing the run. You have Henry Anderson, who's, who does a good job in the run game. Uh, he had a couple good plays last game and this game in the run game makes the run stuff. And then you have Ogletree who gets off of the block over here. And then I guess sees the the little bit of a late push from 72 on, on his player. So he just, he, he's going to see that drop his helmet and, and truck him over and, and then a penalty. For, no, for absolutely no reason does Ogletree do this. Other than the fact that maybe he's a little bit frustrated, maybe he just got blocked out of the play, maybe because he's slow and he sucks, that he's, that he's angry at, the, at life, so he has to, has to hit somebody else a cheap shot. So I, I believe that's, uh, what the hell is his name? Garrett Bowles, is that his name? Um, so penalty there, run stuff, doesn't matter, 15-yard penalty because the Jets linebacker is an idiot. Uh, it, it's, it's beyond frustrating to watch the Jets, one, suck, to be undisciplined, it's it's absolutely brutal um, to watch some of the the play that that is allowed. A lot of these players need to be benched. A lot of these players need to be cut. I don't know how Ogletree is playing right now. Any significant amount of snaps, especially snaps over uh, Williamson. People, oh, well, Williamson's injured. Well, the Jets staff doesn't care about playing Beckton and, and Donald, who are long-term well, Donald potential long-term piece, um, and them getting injured. And Williamson has looked better than Ogletree when he's in there so freaking play the guy like he this might be his last year at the Jets like you know not to not to say like oh he's just a chess piece but he kind of is like they don't I know they don't really care about players injuries but it just doesn't make a lot of sense he looks he looks relatively healthy he looks better than Ogletree but Ogletree continues to play reps for whatever reason um the linebacker group on this too this is obviously later in the game the the Broncos got the ball back um, with like two minutes left, whatever it was. And the Jets, if they stopped them, had a chance to, to give Donald one more drive to go down and, and win the game for him. You know, um, they, they run zone lead or ISO and nobody tackles. Gore, Melvin Gordon literally runs into the line and it's kind of like hard to pin this on one player because it's just a combination of, of just congestion right there where there's literally four, what is there, four Jets players right there? Yeah, four Jets players right here. 
none of them can get past obviously um uh the the fullback the tight end the yeah the, the He's a fullback. He lined up as a fullback here. Nobody can get their arms around him. He just breaks to the outside touchdown. It's like this is this is if you went to a Pop Warner game and you saw a bunch of seven year olds running around the field, this is what you'd see. Them all crowd up into a pile and then a kid break free. You're like, oh my God. Like, like that's just how it happens in Pop Warner with little kids. And exactly what happens. Um you have uh Lamar Jackson right here coming coming into the box and he doesn't maintain his outside leverage like he should. You have uh Kyle Phillips there on the edge who doesn't maintain his outside leverage like he should and crashes hard inside. And now two of those guys just missed their assignments. Now now he's running to the outside. Lamar Jackson gets back upfield and is not able to make the tackle. He just he is obviously uh you know stuffed ripping to the ground, but you want to see Lamar Jackson after that come be uh come more into control and you know get a good base, get a good tackling for him, but he kind of just throws his shoulder at him and a piss poor arm attempt or, or arm tackle attempt. So he needs to square up and just limit the run right there. Just contain him. You don't have to make the tackle at the 20 yard line, you know, shuffle, stay over top and make tackle the 15 and shut down a touchdown. But that's his tackle attempt. And he runs in for a touchdown. The game is over. Like that, that, that was the game, um, you know, among other things that led to this, this poor performance. But uh, the secondary was my number two. The, the defense, in my opinion, relative to expectations, has been just as disappointing, if not more disappointing, than the offense. The defense has been absolutely dreadful. I don't care what the numbers are. Or, I don't care what the numbers are. I don't give a shit. I don't. There's a lot of context with numbers that you need. They're, they're, they're ranked 21st, 22nd, 23rd, whatever it is. I know, I know they're somewhere in the low 20s. Do you think they'd be ranked that high if the Jets actually put points up and, t- and offenses were trying to score on the Jets? That's the only question you need to be asked. The answer is no. It would not be right that high because teams are scoring at will on the Jets. Brett Rippon with third string offensive linemen with, with, some, with some backups at wide receiver uh, just put up 37 points on, on the Jets. Um, brutal. Absolutely brutal. So, you know, the, the Niners could have put up 40-plus. The Bills could have put up 40-plus easily. Um, the Colts could have kept scoring if they want to. So, yeah, when, when teams are just running the ball and trying to run out the clock in the second half versus the Jets because they're never in the game, uh, yes, your defense might not give up as much yards or much touchdowns as much whatever those stats are are looked at by. So the Jets defense, if not the worst in the league, it's 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 the bottom three in the league. I, I don't see any positives on this defense, minus Quinn Williams, minus some interior run stuffers, uh, minus some role players. Like there's role players on our team, you know, who I've who I've hyped up a little, not hyped up a little bit, but gave some credits to credit to. You know, guys like Terrell Basham, guys like Fado Kasi, guys like even Huff this game, John Franklin Myers, who John Franklin Myers and Huff might be more than just role players in the future. But there's a lot of guys in the defensive line like who are, you know, they're they're solid um, at stuffing the run interiorly. And there's some edge rushers that are okay. But in terms of like overall plus talent right now in this defense, who is it? Quinton Williams? Other than that, you know, like John Franklin Meyer, like like I said, Huff, you know, Fado Kasi stuff in the run, like some of those guys are getting there. But legit talent, like right now, like name brand guys who other people know, it's Quinny Williams. And and Marcus May is is okay, maybe a little bit above average. He's not great. He's not he's not even, you know, top ten, top twenty safety. He's he's solid at best. But since that 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 week one performance, what has he what has he really done? You know, make some run stuff when he's unblocked. 
I think we have to be fair with what we're seeing from the Jets. I don't, you know, I, I think the best way to look at it is from a perspective of not wearing those green glasses. Um, that's what you have to do. So this is on the secondary. Um, I did, I did criticize Q a little bit for this play where they're running a mid zone. I do. So Quinn Williams is the, and again, I'm going to run through these plays relatively quickly because there are 60 something plays, uh, but I would like to see Quinn and Williams string this string this run along. Obviously, if he if getting his hands on, noticing the running back's track, he does want to string this this block along um, and play both of the A and B gap. He commits too soon to the B gap, and Melvin Gordon cuts up. Uh, you know, obviously just 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 uh, bangs the run outside, as they say. So he bangs the run outside where it's supposed to go initially, and Quinn Williams is on the backside. So I like to see Quinn Williams string that along farther. Um, I would also like to see Hewitt get off of a block a little bit sooner and scrape over the top. He doesn't have great athleticism, so he kind of needs to almost guess a little bit sooner than the linebackers. And then you have McDougal who comes downhill, uh, doesn't maintain outside leverage because obviously if there's three guys pursuing from the inside, you want outside leverage. What does he do? He square he squares up um, on the inside, completely whiffs on the tackle, literally does not even get close to getting a hand on, as you can see right here. And then Melvin Gordon runs for an extra, you know, let's say seven, eight yards because of that. So um, McDougal has been nothing short of absolutely awful uh, watching his film. I said I thought he could be a decent safety, maybe even a solid safety. He's been below that. So he's been he's been terrible. Um, a lot of inconsistencies on film. And that's why myself and Marcus watched it. We we're kind of like, hey, like, where is he going to play? Because he doesn't really do anything overly well like he's okay in some areas but he's not plus anything minus man coverage which i haven't seen a lot in man coverage so if there's one area one thing you want to do with mcdougall put him in man coverage on tight ends because that's what he's actually good at uh plus austin who's also been a disappointment this year had a good first week if you consider it a good first week i think relative to expectations a sixth seventh round pick yeah it's a good first week for a starter it was not a good first week plenty of missed tackles three or four of them he's been missing plenty of tackles this year uh, his technique is awful so do i think he could be a depth piece yes is he a future starter i doubt it um now it is early in his career so is there a chance that he could be a number two corner if he develops yeah sure there's a possibility but to, to, for that to be your expectation at this point, I think is foolish. I think him as a as a third, fourth, fifth guy on a team is is plenty positive for a sixth round draft pick. But I think he played a couple of positive weeks against you know the the Bengals last week, the Steelers with their backup quarterbacks, the Bills with their backup quarterbacks, the Dolphins with their talent, their lack of talent they had on their team, and people overhyped what he was. Let's be honest. Um, defensive pass interference on on third down. Why is there defensive pass interference? There's defensive pass interference because at the snap, what does is, what is, uh, Bless Austin do, you know, as Hamler walks up on him? His feet spread, so now he's not as, as balanced. His, his weight goes onto his heels. His hands drop. Again, you want to look like more of like a boxer. This does not look like you're, you know, boxing somebody. It looks like you're about to get punched in the face. Not, you're not going to deflect anything. He's looking high. You can tell he's looking high because, because Hamler – you know, obviously head fakes outside hard and he completely reacts to it. Now, Hamler has plenty of room outside, which if anything, Hamler should hold his line a little bit here. I think he widens out a little bit too much, but it's fine. Stop route. Plus Austin tries to cut, cut him off, but because there was so much separation, uh, he goes into oh shit mode. He grabs uh, Hamler and pass interference. Third down, they could have got off the field, but no. They targeted plus Austin. These corners are are getting abused every week. Every single week they're getting abused, whether it's plus Austin, whether it's Pierre Desir. Um, Poole had a better game. I think Poole is a solid, still a solid slot corner. 
um, maybe a long-term guy. You know, I think he's about 27, 28 years old. So you can see him here for the next two, three years on the Jets, I believe, if he resigns. I don't know why he'd resign, but we'll see. And to be positive, I know there's a lot of negative right now. Um, I don't want to completely, you know, and I will destroy a lot of the players on the Jets now, but I do have faith in Joe Douglas moving forward. There are some moves that I think he should have made. I think, you know, the Robbie Anderson thing, if, if he was able to resign him, I think he should have. Uh, do I know exactly what happened in the front office, what Robbie said, what Robbie was demanding? Um, no, but if he did, I, and that's how I'll preface it by saying, I don't like the black and white, all the, they should have offered him $12 million to have signed here. If they had the, the opportunity to sign Robbie Anderson for what around the Panthers did or a little bit over, they should have signed him. That is what I will say. Um, the Sear beat Basham light hit again, plenty of personal foul penalties, um, in this game. You have Basham, like I said, right here coming downhill. I think I showed the replay of it. You have uh, Desir, who is matched who, who's matched up in man coverage against the uh, inside receiver. There's there's no switch. There's nothing here. It's just straight up man. What does he do? He's playing. He's playing with outside leverage and over top, which is okay. I don't necessarily like these guys aligned on the same level right here initially, so I don't like their pre snap alignment. Um, but He's shuffling. Look how much room there is inside. Not, not even, not even vertically, just horizontally. It's, 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 it's really hard for you to stay over the top of a guy, and kind of give yourself the cushion to guess wrongly when you're that far over the top. Because if he does does start running, you're going to have to open your hips and sprint, where he's just going to cut underneath of you and outside. And that's exactly what happens. So if he were to to weave, stay over the top of him. He would be in a much better position to to you know halfway open his hips to the outside and run instead of fully doing a I don't know if he does a speed turn here no he doesn't do a speed turn um, speed turn would be him going to the outside like this but he uh, he puts himself in a bad position right here receiver cuts outside not even on a good route and he is beat this is beat in the NFL it's 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 only a yard or two but that is beat does he catch the ball no it's outside but if the ball were on his body this is a catch and this year is beat for a you know, 20, 25 yard game, whatever it would be. You have the Jets pass rush again, another, another penalty. You have ripping who clearly throws the ball. And again, this is, this is on Basham. This isn't, Oh my God, it's a bang, bang play. I'll bring up some bang, 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 bang plays in the future. He sees him throw the ball. One, two drops his shoulder, hits him. I know I, do I have another view. I have a lot more seconds on this. Yeah. Sees him throw the ball. One, two lowers his shoulder, clearly lowers his shoulder into him. What are you supposed to do? If you can't stop yourself, if you if you are in a position where you are running fast and you have to take you're going to take another step because you literally can't slow yourself down in one two steps, you know wrap up the quarterback, wrap, just wrap him up and grab him. You know, look at the ref, give him give him the whole hands up. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to see him throw the ball. See him, you see him releasing the ball, take one large step towards him, another step, and then drop your shoulder and clearly you lunge yourself. You leave your feet and lunge yourself into him. Dirty play, dumb play. What are you doing, Terrell Basham? Why? So dumb. Just so damn dumb. This is where this team needs accountability. They they need they need uh discipline. It's just it's bad. Um I've played 10 on here as the uh the secondary, I guess. Yeah, so what was this labeled? I think this might be McDougal getting beat. McDougal beat invert cover two. So you're going to have a corner and a, and a safety playing the two deep zones. You can invert camp Tampa two. What happens? 
They try to, they're going to try to roll the, the coverage to the strong side um, at the snap. They're trying to disguise it as a cover. Could be, could be cover three. Uh, looks like cover three pre-snap. They roll into two. What happens is McDougal does not get um, wide enough at the snap. You have whoever this wide receiver is run vertical and he's in a position where he has to play that deep half field. He wants to be over top of anything vertical, not so far treated inside. Again, just, just based on leverages, they're getting beat. It's not even like, oh, this guy's just better than him. He's faster than me. It's more fluid hips than him. It's just basic shit. He's too far inside. They run a, they run a flat seven concept. The seven, um, the, the, the flat draws up the cloud, the cloud corner. The seven attacks the, the, uh, the seven's really supposed to attack. It's supposed to both attack the flat and not let this guy get over the top. But when when he's the only guy running vertical, McDougald has to match him, um, or at least you know stay over the top. And if he breaks or the, he's targeted, you have to be able to, to match the uh, match the route. He's too far inside. Ball is completed. He gets there, but the ball is completed. It's you know oh well, he's, it, almost. I don't care about almost. I, I couldn't care any less about almost. Um, now for the good from the defensive line. You have Quinton Williams rushing from a one technique. Uh, obviously, he exchanges gaps a little bit here, again, because he's, everybody's crashing inside a little bit, making some hopefully some more room for, I believe, Marcus May, who blitzes on the edge. So that, that's the point of them going inside like that. Um, Quinton Williams doesn't come into a great spot with the right guard. The right guard actually catches him, but Quinton Williams um, uses a hump move. He gets underneath of his armpit. He's lifting up. He's lifting him up to his to his right the alignment tries to re, to react to it regain his balance and then Quinn Williams comes underneath clubs him arm over and, and gets in the court gets relative in the quarterback's face so is it a, is it a ridiculous play where you got a where you got a pressure no does this count as a pressure I don't even think so but some dominant some 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 uh, show of strength right there from from Quinn Williams who took on two blockers you have Bryce Huff again who starts off as a five um angles inside because of the pressure coming off of the off of the edge they're they're hoping to draw in the left tackle make more room for marcus may on the edge um bryce huff angles inside towards the b gap the i want to see him defeat the left guard's hands a little bit earlier but he still is able to defeat him double swipe double swipe again bends the corner hit Again, this is an undrafted guy who's getting his like second. I think the first game he got like 15 snaps, and then this game he played like 60, 70 percent of them. So Greg Williams clearly liked what he saw on film, um, as did I. And now he's going to play some some more reps because he has a chance to be a legitimate uh, rusher. Now, is he going to be a full time starter, getting you know a whole bunch of sacks here? I don't know. But as a situational rus- rusher for an undrafted guy, I think that's a win. Obviously, I'm hoping for some more from him, but. Um, Good first couple showings from him, and I'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, 17, 18, 21. Um, Jackson, good coverage, may may hold, Q late hits. This is more on Marcus May. Again, Lamar Jackson coming in for an injured Bless Austin. Um, played relatively well. Again, the little stuff I saw in Jackson, he looked like he was athletically limited. So I didn't know how much of an impact he was really going to make. I didn't break down his film, but that's based on the little I saw. But for him coming in his first game, he had a missed tackle or two, a mistake or two. But again, for an undrafted guy, you have to do it relative to expectations. He had a plus game for me. Um, he's in the bottom right here in man coverage. Look at him. Square. Gets a shuffling. I say that all the time. I kill corners for not getting their hands on not shuffling um opening up their hips he shuffles he gets hands on 
And look, he's in the hip pocket of the guy, and he completely matches the receiver on the bottom. What the eighth wonder of the world is why why freaking corners are are opening their hips up too soon. I, I don't get it in the NFL. I, I do not. Neither does Marcus. So it's not just it's not just me. You have Marcus May, um, right here in man coverage against Fant. His feet are a little bit too flat footed. You can see him angling outside. He doesn't get outside quick enough. He doesn't shuffle to get over the top. Instead, he reaches. He, again, this is you want you want your your feet and your and your hips to move before you start reaching for stuff. Your 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 feet and your hips are the most important part. He doesn't shuffle to stay over the top, meaning he has to reach for the guy. He reaches for the guy, and and holds him, and it's a holding on on uh, Marcus May. Does the whole uh, you know not not here thing, the whole celebration, but he had to hold the guy because his feet weren't good. Again, on Fant, his feet are a little bit too flat-footed. Flat angle. Uh, Fant is clearly angling off outside. What do you want to do? You want to shuffle. You want to get over the top. You don't want to. You want to cheat too far outside. You don't want to get too hoppy, but you want to stay over the top. Um, so your hands are in a position where you don't have to reach. You're not going to show holding to the refs. Again, opens up grabs. Um, Q with the late hit here. Again, they're they're running they're running a like a twist where you have um, him engaging initially with the center. The linebacker's going to crash. He's going to pick the, he's going to pick the center. Hopefully, carry the left guard. Q is going to loop inside or loop outside. He loops, throws a rip again. He the quarterback is throwing the ball as he's on his last step. So this is this is another bang bang play where the NFL is just soft at this point. So. On his last step, he's he's already at the quarterback. As he's releasing the ball, he's coming into contact with him. So it's such a quick play. Now, could you argue that he wraps him up and maybe drives him into the ground? Maybe, but he's 300 pounds and he come, he's coming into full contact with him, expecting to tackle him. So it's a bang-bang play. Should you, you know, could he have not put all of his weight on him? I'm not sure. It's hard. To, it's hard to speak in that for Q in that situation. You got to realize, I'm watching this, and we're watching this in slow motion. If you've played football, you know how fast everything's happening on the field. It looks a lot slower when you're looking over the top like this. When you're actually on the field, it's a lot quicker. So, you know, good good rush by Q. He gets the late hit. It, it, it's it sucks or unnecessary roughness, whatever the hell it was. But uh, I'm not gonna kill him for it. It's it's it, it happens. You know, so good rush by him. He get, he gets there. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately that's, you know, that's the end, the end result. All right. If you watch this game, you know, what this play is you'd see at the top this year, Moss <laughs> cover three. There's a few issues with this play, um, already just based just, just on that right there. Not, not even, not even coming into, not even coming to the, into the catch. It's cover three. If you're going to shuffle technique, which you see you guys do a lot. And cover three, you want to be outside leverage to funnel him inside to to your inside help, whether that be the deep the deep third safety, the hook seam linebacker, whatever it may be. So you never want to shuffle and let the guy be even to you or getting outside of you. What does he do? He's even with them, guy getting outside of him. Why is this a bad thing? Now because if Judy runs a stop, a comeback and out, he's in a completely shitty position where he he can not react to that. Whereas if he was outside leverage, one, he's funneling him inside, and two, he's going to give himself a little bit of cushion to react to the outside, even though he's opening his hips up. So there's a couple of reasons for not doing this. He does it. Judy attacks the blind spot on the vertical, runs right by to Sear, who's looking at the quarterback the entire time. Never, At this point, if you see him start to run, 
speed turn, try to cut them off, try to stack them. And if he does run a comeback, then you're then you're position where you're already turning around. But you need to get over top of him. You need you need to you need to stack this route. He's clearly going vertical. You don't want him to beat you vertical. Stack the route. What does he do? Continues to look back at the quarterback. Let Judy get behind him. He uh, he's looking for the ball the entire time. Judy gets his hands on him, um, and you have Desir who probably I don't know if he closes his eyes. I don't know what he does. I don't know if that push off right there completely screwed him up. But his uh, his hands come wide to the ball. Doesn't look like his eyes are on the ball. To be completely honest, so it looks like he kind of just throws his hands up, and Judy catches the ball over him, completely mossed, and he runs in for a touchdown after the little stare down from a rookie. Again, are are his eyes on the ball? I don't think so. I think he I think he's in bad position, and he just he just puts his hands up as a prayer. You know, hits him in the helmet. So it's it's not like it's not like Judy it's it's not like it's not like Judy freaking came over the top one handed catch you know two handed catch he literally caught the ball off of Desir's helmet it's like like and should I even put it as Moss no is this an impressive play from Judy not really to be honest this is more of luck that it, that his hands came back to his body and the ball was there off of Desir's helmet so looks cool ESPN will hype it up not the best play from Judy but a bad play from Desir. Terrible, terrible game from Nasir. I don't care about picks. I don't care about stats. He was terrible. Nasir pick. Okay, this is going right back to it. Again, we're going to resume all the secondary. A lot of stuff I lump in together, positive, negative, whatever. But overall, it was a negative. Nasir pick, question mark. (laughs) Obviously, Rippon drops back. Reads left, reads middle. Doesn't see anything he wants. Goes to throw the ball away. Why does he not just throw the ball away completely out of bounds? I'm not sure. He just lofts the ball on the sideline. This year tracks the ball. Does a good job tracking the ball in. Catch. Drags his feet. Right. One, two. Great catch. Cool. You're in the NFL. And I'm not trying to be a dick, but you're in the NFL. Catch your football. Great job. I, I You know, it is what it is. Cool catch. Your, your your technique, your leverages, your understanding of coverage is awful. So a pick like this, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. Pad your stats. For the people who go on to, uh, how good is Desir? Oh, they go and they type in their stats. Oh, he has three picks. He's leading the NFL in picks. Really good corner. Just need to resign him. That's that's the people who that matters to. For the fans of this show, for the callers of this show, for the, for the people who message on the show, the live stream, if you do watch the live stream, I understand people who probably watch, just watch the live stream and not watch this because it's a lot of film and just get my overall opinions from the live stream or uh, play like a jet or whatever else I do. I get that. But for the people who watch this show, all the shows, and listen to the live streams, you guys are are smarter than than some of the po- listen to some of the podcasts out there where they talk about stuff and uh, you you can start you start to realize that people have no idea what they're talking about. Trust me, there's plenty of people out there who talk really strong opinions and they don't they do not know what they're talking about. Sear beat deep, man. Shocker. All right. So first thing first things first. I'm I'm okay with his base right here. I don't like how his hands are so low. He's in off coverage, so his hands don't need to be as ready, but I would still like to see them ready. What does he do? False step, weight running through his heels. First problem right there. Why? What, what, what is Tim Patrick doing right here that's, that's, that's threatening you so much you have to drop your weight into your heels? What am I going to say? And I say it all the time. It's so redundant at this point. He's angling off to the outside. Get square. Stay over the top. Make him fight through your body. Don't just open up. You're giving the outside. 
any, any single person in the NFL could have ran this route. This is not Tim Patrick. Any athletic people watch the show. This is nothing. What, what is this? He's, he, he just he just went – he, he, speed, he uh, did a speed release to the outside. That's all he did. There's, there's nothing to this. The seer opens his hips, gives him the outside. The seer tries to squeeze him to the sideline. Uh, Patrick defeats the arm. The seer isn't quick enough to keep up. Now, at this point, is he doing a good job just keeping his eyes on the ball and uh, or keeping his eyes on, on Tim Patrick? Yes. Where does the mistake come? Looks back to the ball. Patrick is clearly looking back to the ball and is going to and, – and the ball is coming. Like, you could tell the ball is going to be coming. This is more of a feel thing. He's tracking the ball. His eyes are, his eyes are changing. He, you know, his body is changing. It's reacting to the ball. The seer should just be playing the eyes, playing the hands. So if the seer weren't to look back to the ball, he should have, he should have fought to the hands right here, put his hands in there, scooped the ball out, whatever it should have been. The steer instead, instead has bad just ball skills and timing where he tries to look back to the ball. And for you to look back to the ball and to find it and react to it when it's already here, you're screwed. You, you have to have the quickest reactions I've ever seen. So he screws that up. Isn't able to play the ball, try, you know, tries to wrap him up and bring him down, uh, you know, try to kind of go for the ball, but he doesn't because he could have, he could have played the hands right here, but he's looking up to the ball. So instead of hand being here, it, could, it would have been in between his arms right here. Tim Patrick catches a long ball on him. You know, another Tim Patrick, you know, let's be honest, a Jag. Like what, what is Tim Patrick to the league? You know, did you know who he was before this game? Um. 39, 40, we have four, we have four more plays of the secondary, I believe, unless that was play 39. No, that wasn't. Okay. Play 39. This year, touchdown allowed. All right. Um, Huff pressure. I put Huff pressure first. So again, Bryce Huff rushing as a four eye, like he has some flexibility. It's, you know, I, I, surprising for him to be, I think he's six three, two fifty, but still rushing in the interior. You know, cool little, cool little wrinkle right there. Um, him rushing from the inside. He gets the guard to open up. He attempt. He he chops the outside arm. He doesn't do the 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 best job in terms of defeating the hands quickly. Like the the if this was a good guard, I don't know if he would have won this. To be completely honest, because he slightly affects the outside arm, but the, the right arm is inside right here. There's there's some guys who can reset on that, but um, because his he he's opening up with speed to the B gap. You have the guard who's opening up, um, you know, his hips to that B gap. So <clears throat> the momentum of the guard is going to the outside. And then Huff is able to show some of his stop start quickness. Gets his left left hand under the armpit. Which obviously like clubs him to the outside, continues his momentum to the outside. Crosses his face with an arm over. Gets hands into the quarterback's face. Again, did he did he blow up the the play? Did he get the sack? No, but for again, it's relative expectations for him in his second game to be beating a guard and getting a pressure in the face of a quarterback is positive. That's a positive. It, again, trust me. I'm sure I have plenty of unfollowers when I when I say oh Donald this or Donald that or this guy's bad or this guy's terrible. There's people who click off because they want to go to the the Jets official podcast and hear them talk positive about every player. You know, that's not what I'm here for. Um, but when, when players are playing well, I will also give them credit. And that's a good play by Huff. The Sears beat. Why? Because the Sears sucks. <laughs> man coverage. Clearly it's man coverage. You have, you have Hewitt who flexes out. I don't, I don't know if it's, this, this running back went in motion, whatever. But man coverage. The Sears in the red zone. Okay. Is there, is there a whole defender in the immediate area? 
Um, Marcus May was reading some some things over the top as well. So uh, if anything, even cover one. If it's if it's zone coverage, get beat to the inside. That's okay. In the red zone, again, this is just pre-snap alignment stuff. In the red zone, you want to force the, the quarterback to have to throw the ball outside. You don't. Ha- he doesn't have a lot of help inside. He has May, who's like a whole defender, but he May is having to look at multiple ways. You can't rely on May. So if anything, go heads up, which heads up with a hat on hat, like right over the top of him or inside, and make him either cross your face against contact or completely force him to the outside. What does the seer do? He's lining up outside leverage. And this is why I don't give I don't like Denard Wilson as a DB coach. I know he got a lot of hype coming from from the Rams or whatever, but just based on guys pre-snap alignment and how they play ball, like how they play uh, with the simple things, I don't think he's a good DB coach. Like, why is he outside leverage right here? Stem towards him, widens him out. Does does really nothing special. This is not special. A break. It's 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 kind of like rounded. It's not very sharp, but because Desir widens, with our he widens already with outside leverage, which is even just as bad. With his hands down, he's really ready to 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 punch a guy in the chest right here. Crosses his face. He uh, like arm over punches through, and Desir goes to play the ball. Catch. Now at this point, what should Desir do? Obviously, you want to see him get a little bit more tight to the receiver, play the receiver. He looks back to the ball, um, takes a little bit too aggressive at an angle, and it's right past his hand. He almost got it, but it almost doesn't count. It does not count. So bad leverage, bad bad play when he's stemming outside. Just a lot of bad from the secondary. Um, three more plays. 46. Let's see. What is this play? The Sear pick six. Okay. It's, you got to put it up. It happened, but... What actually happened, Brett Rippon sucks. <laughs> Gets some pressure uh, in his face. He tries to throw to the outside. Um, on the out, they run like a, they run a Hulk concept where um, the quarterback is supposed to read vertical to the out to, to the, or the one to the two here, uh, at least the way I've learned it. Now, whether it be Desir, um it doesn't look like palms are too read. Because if it if it were palms, you'd you, you'd have um, the safety right here be more over the top of number one. Because palms, if the two cuts out, the 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 uh, safety has to play over top of the one. Um, two read is basically two read is the same thing as palms, um, and the benefit of that um, was is the linebacker right here. The linebacker in strict cover four has to get to the outside to the curl to flat, whereas in palms, because of the number two, because if, if the number two w- was to cut outside, the linebacker would have to be here. The benefit of two read palms is that if, if that the uh, defensive back right here matches the one, but he has to have eyes on two. If the two cuts outside, uh, he jumps that while the while the safety plays over top of the one. So that's the benefit. It's because it, a lot of teams would get this linebacker out of the box against cover four teams and run the bo- runners or letter box. The benefit of Palms is both that he could uh, jump or jump the route of the number two while keeping the linebacker in the box. Uh, so doesn't look like that because you have. Uh, May who plays not playing over he's not in position to play over the top of the number one. Regardless, the ball is thrown to the to the outside right here. Desir jumps it, which again, decent play. Pick six. It's a bad play by Rippon. Seeing that breaks a tackle, runs in for for pick six. Is there a pressure here? Is there anything here? 
Yeah. Quinn Williams again. So you have um, you have the TT stunt right here between him and Franklin Myers. Quinn Williams angles inside. He's going to pick the uh, the center right here. The center does not get enough depth. You need, you need depth as a center to to guard against this, these things. So um, your Quinn Williams is just going to crash into the center for no reason. If he sees an open rush, that's the benefit of these stunts. Is if he sees an open rush, if he's not getting enough depth, he's going to um, bend inside and get the and get the hit, which he he pressures him. Um, you have Basham who gets the pressure as well. But Basham's been playing okay. Um, that might be a hold right there, to be completely honest. Uh, and Franklin Myers who gets inside as well um, because Quinn Williams opens it pretty well for him in the center, doesn't have enough depth. So the center plays this really, really badly in general. Good job by Q. Good job even by – let's see what Huff does here. Yeah. Some speed off of the edge from a wide technique. Look, he goes for the for the cross chop rip. He slips. Okay. Not the worst play in the world. This year, pick six. Two more plays of the secondary. Then we're getting into my number one dud who – am I going to rant about him? I don't know. I've already done like three podcasts, four podcasts before this one, so it's I get numb to it. If I did I, – maybe I should start doing like uh, – maybe. I don't know. I'm going to say that, but maybe I won't do it. So I'm going to get too, too – you know, if you do like the show and stuff, but maybe I'll start doing some like post-game – YouTube lives or Instagram lives. You have Instagram. Maybe I'll start doing that stuff to get like instant reactions. But I, I, I do like to watch the film and be educated about what I'm talking about. Unlike some others out there. Um, two more may blown coverage. Uh, J JFM hit. Okay. Um, Looks like you have two. You have you have cover cover two man right here. Um, so Marcus May obviously um, they disguise it a little bit right here. I'm trying to disguise it. Marcus May takes like an exit angle to get to his uh, deep half. His eyes are inside the entire time. He's not. He's he's reading the quarterback. He's not reading the 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 route concept. He's not reading the leverages of the DBs. What should he do? He should be more over the top right here. Um, if anything, this receiver is angling off to the inside, so you have to trust that your that your other safety is going to um, basically read that his side has nothing vertical. His eyes should flip to the side and see if he can cut off any post, any dig, anything like that. While May stays over the top of this, um, where they just have the, they run like a vertical seam concept. That's all it is. It's really nothing. Oh well, actually, it cuts outside, so it's like more of like a like a deeper developing hawk concept. Um, Marcus may never sees this. He never sees this guy over the top. He should jump over the top of this. Um, you have, uh, you, you have Lamar Jackson right here who should be staying with this. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if he was looking to jump this route or whatever, maybe but Ben, but he's in man coverage on this guy. He shouldn't have just expected Marcus may to pick this up. He should also continue to run with it. Marcus may doesn't see it reacts late to it. He runs the corner. Kareem Jackson drops off and, the ball is overthrown, but this could have easily been a, you know, a 55-yard touchdown, 54-yard touchdown because of a blown coverage. This is the stuff you're not going to see or talk about because it didn't happen, but it easily could have happened. He had five yards of room. Marcus might have blown coverage. Kareem Jackson as well. Now, maybe he was, he was directed to kind of uh, jump that too if he broke outside. I'm putting a lot of it on, on Marcus May. 
John Franklin Myers hit again. Some of these guys are not going to be stud guys, but as role guys, as role players, or even like, like I said, with, with Franklin Myers, with Q, with Huff, these are guys who could be long-term stars. Obviously Huff and, and Franklin Myers have a long way to go to be that, but at, you know, their first couple of games, they're showing a lot. So that, that is a positive. He rushes against the right guard. Uh, looks like he just, he really goes to double. Does he go to double swipe? Looks like he goes to swipe, but his hands just land inside. So he starts the bull rush. That's what it looks like. I don't have the most, obviously this isn't the best view to see exactly what happens in the, in the chest area. Continues rushing sh- inside. Just shows power, effort. Comes over the t- with the arm over. Ice picks him. Bends, hits the quarterback. So good job. Uh, overthrown ball. That could have easily been, like I said, a massive touchdown. Last play of the secondary. Jackson blown coverage, question mark. Okay. Ooh, Jesus. Okay. Bottom of the screen. See man, looks like you have you have cover two cover two man again. Um, yeah, I don't know what I have no idea what Jackson's doing here. So this is a situation where Marcus May is in a he, he's he's in a tough position. He's he's asked to guess on this because yeah, with the cover two corner or with the cover two safety over the top, you're able to play in trail like these guys are because you want him to 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 stay over the top and and diagnose which one's going to be thrown and then and then jump that route. Um obviously it's it's hard in some situations to do that. So you can play in trail like he is, but you can't just let him continue to run. So he almost expects, oh, well, it's two men. You know, my, my safety is over the top. I can just let him keep running like he did the last rep, it seems like. So he doesn't have the best understanding of what's happening. Um, I also don't like his leverage. I don't like him playing inside. Again, your safety's inside. Funnel him to the safety. Make it easier for the safety. You don't want him to get outside of you and widen and then make these two routes even farther apart. You want to funnel him inside to the safety. So his pre-snap alignment's off. He opens up, lets the guy get outside of him, um, which makes it even harder for the safety. He drops off of the route thinking that the safety is going to pick it up and literally stops. You can see him stop running right here. Oh, shit. The ball's coming my way. And boom, Tim Patrick catch on the sideline. Easy as it gets. Well, not as easy as it gets, but that's pretty damn easy. So that's the second dot of the game is the secondary. The first dot of the game, uh, again, no fancy rant, but it's Adam Gase. Uh, Brutal, man. A lot of the stuff I, I, I put down in here and a lot of stuff will show, but the fact that he just kept running gore, gore, gore over and over again. Uh, the red zone was terrible, 0 for 3. The penalties, which is on him, it's on it's on Greg Williams at, at the same time. And, you know, people say, oh, Greg Williams, he's the you know, defensive coordinator. Gore, I mean, Gase is the head coach. It's on him, too. He's supposed to be the overseer of their team, but he's not because he's a pansy. He just does the offense, doesn't take blame. And I'm sure even if he was a defensive coordinator, he would say, oh, it's the guys, you know, we don't coach him that, uh, you know, we had a good week of practice, so this can't happen when we turn around. Like, that would be his answer. Blame it on the guys, not himself. Uh, so, you know, 11 penalties for over 100 yards. Uh, no respect with, with Vic Fangio, obviously. Uh, not even shaking Gase's hand at the end of the game, showing that he has no respect in the league. He has no respect. In his locker room, he has no respect in the NFL, you know, anything like that. Uh, you're down two scores, not, you're down two scores, you know, nine points with, uh, with a minute left in the game, and you're calling 
uh, timeouts at the end of the game and they're trying to kneel the ball. So you have the Broncos who are trying to kneel the ball. You're calling timeouts, and that's why the Broncos try to throw on fourth down because they're pissed at you. So take the L. You know, I know oh, well, anything can happen. Two scores down with a minute, under a minute left. Um, just, just let them kneel, kneel the ball out. And, and then you have the late hits after that too from, from uh, McClendon, who's better than that. Um, no talking to Darnold on the sideline. Nobody talks to Darnold. He'll throw a pick. He'll have a bad play. And Gase is sitting there looking at his play sheet and doing absolutely nothing. Uh, same thing with with Dallas Loggins, who already doesn't do anything. He, he's he's a he's a glorified towel boy who throws a uh, penalty flag. You think that he would try to at least talk to the quarterback? He doesn't do that because he's a joke as well. The the most um, invaluable offensive coordinator in the entire league. I can easily say that he's an absolute joke. Uh, putting Beckton in the game. Beckton is in the game as a emergency backup, emergency backup, which shouldn't even be a thing. You ha- you have a guy who's your 11th overall pick who's been dominating the league in his first couple of games. He shouldn't be an emergency backup. You should. It's poor ro- roster management. You should sit him for the game and bring up something from your practice squad. You should do something, but he should not be an emergency backup. And even with that emergency backup designation, he wasn't the emergency backup. So it's stupid. He, that's not what he was. Adogo went out after four, five, six plays, whatever it was, and he came in before McDermott. So you have McDermott, who's supposed to be the backup, but you have the emergency backup coming before the backup. How, how, how does that make sense? So Beckton comes in the game. He injured, he injured his shoulder, which I believe they say it's something torn in there. I hate tears because tears can last one a long time. You can always re-aggravate a tear, and tears are something that I've had a couple of in football, and they can randomly – uh, come up again. Now I don't get, uh, I'm obviously not trained by an NFL trainer. So I'm, I'm sure if I were to be more responsible and warm up and stuff like that, before you run, before you lift, maybe they wouldn't act up as much as they do. And it's never an act up where it's completely terrible, but I also don't play NFL football where I'm having to block 310 pound uh, defensive ends and outside linebackers and things like that. So uh, I don't like hearing that, but hopefully he'll be back in a couple of weeks, but sit him. Um, and, uh, you know, get him healthy. I don't, I don't, you know, he's shown enough. Like he could, I don't want him to sit the rest of the season, but you know, if he can come back in two weeks, sit him for three or four, you know, if he can come back in four weeks, sit him for six. I mean, there's no reason to risk Beckton's injury. And this is why when I talk about him and, and some of the other injuries for people who say, oh, well, Gase can't hurt the team. He's literally hurting the team. Like how, how, how shallow sighted are you that you don't realize that he can hurt the team. So when people say, oh, well, I don't get the, the problem of firing Gase. There's a, there's a, it's multi-layered. Um, one, Douglas should have the, the, the authority, but I don't know if he, he, he does because the, the Johnsons are owner or jokes of owners. So I don't know if he can go to the Johnsons and say, hey, he needs to start sitting the guys who are injured, the young guys who, you know, and let them rest up. I'm not sure if he could do that because the reporting structure is, is, is bananas and he doesn't, you know, they both report to the owner. So uh, Gase does not report to Joe Douglas. So Joe Douglas should be able to say if he had any, any, any backbone. And I'm not sure exactly what he's able to do. So I don't want to criticize him too heavily, but Joe Douglas should be able to say, hey, sit Beckton. You know, don't, don't play him. Hey, hey, sit Donald. You know, we want him to be healthy after this game in a meaningless week, uh, in a meaningless week four game that you're not going to win anyway, or that you could win, but you're not going to make the playoffs anyway. So sit Donald. We have to be bad at him for the rest of the year. But no, you have Gase who is literally fighting for his job. So anybody who's injured, He's not give a shit about. He wants to win games to keep his job, to maybe uh, help his job uh, in the future to get another one. You know, offensive coordinator, whatever it might be. So you have these idiots, idiots who are saying, "Oh, we can't hurt the team." When quite literally, he's actually injuring players on the team because of how what he's doing in terms of him trying to win versus uh, versus our guy's health. He doesn't care about guys' health. He wants a job. So that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard people saying. Now there's been plenty of people. I don't get it. Ugh. Like all these beat writers, I don't get why it helps. You're you're dumb. 
that that's why I don't get it. Um, red zone after Fickham was hit on a field goal. Literally his, his play calling was run, run past, uh, fade to Hogan. Not the best red zone late in the first half, two fade balls to Hogan were, were designed. Uh, another red zone trip uh, after Jeff, Jeff Smith got the deep pass interference. Uh, he goes again, run, run, both the gore and then a wheel to gore. Now there was a guy open, open over the middle, which I believe I'll show. Um, but just putting gore on a wheel route, like, listen, you know, gore as a, as a personal pass protector, even running the ball, I get it kind of, even though again, the situation where Gates is hurting the team, not this, I'm not literally, but you'd think that if they were to fire him and promote, you know, not, not even Greg Williams, Greg Williams can't be head coach right now. He's, he's, he's an asshole you promote Boyer or Jim Bob Cooter and you tell them, Hey, you know, listen, you're not gonna be the head coach next year. Even though they might think they are, you get to play the young guys. Okay. Let Douglas take over the team. Now you have P Ryan. Who's running these routes, getting these snaps over, over, uh, Gore. Like again, another reason he's hurting the team future development. Like how, how do you not see that? Like how, how are you that dumb? You really are that dumb. If you, if you think that's not hurting the team to, to not get rid of case that and one, if you actually want the team to win, do you think these guys are trying that hard and want to play under him and they're not all, you know, moping on the sideline? Like they know he's going to be fired. They they know all this stuff. Maybe firing him and getting a new player caller in here rejuvenates the team and and rejuvenates Donald. Maybe Donald plays better. People will say, oh, well, oh, well, uh, you know, it can get worse. What? What do you mean? Donald's on a track right now. If he keeps playing like he's playing to, to be off the team next year and get traded for you know, the Jets to, to pick Lance or Fields or, or, or Lawrence. And if you don't think that, you're blind. He's not playing well at all this season. So we can get worse. How? how? How can it get worse than it is right now? So that's a dumb argument, too. All these people are idiots. <clears throat> um, moving on from that. Uh, last week, and you look at the defenses against an aggressive defense, cover one defense, they're pressing us. We throw a bunch of short routes. This week versus more of a soft defense, we try to go deep. Like, what is going on? Like, how does he not see these things? I, 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 I don't understand. Um, didn't see much Barrios in this game. It was another problem. Uh, you have a guy who's developing, who's playing pretty well, who's consistently getting open when, you know, week two, week two and three. Um, when Crowder was out, what happens? Gase can't adjust his offense. He's just so locked on. And, oh, his slot guy's a slot guy. That's all Barrios is, is a slot guy. He can't, he can't figure out a way to get him in the game when he's, when, when he's probably our second-best receiver on the team right now in terms of guys that were healthy. You know, I like Jeff Smith. So even if he's a third, like, let's say you want to argue Jeff Smith as a second um, healthy guy right now. You can't get your third-best receiver on the team because he's a slot guy. He only saw, what, 10 reps? Uh, Kalen Blage getting 30 snaps who just got cut? Versus Perrine, who got 10? Why? What is what is Balazs here in, in the future? Like, again, it's another reason you're hurting the team. This is why, like, these things scare me a little bit because they were going to trade a seventh-round pick for him, which seventh-round pick's a seventh-round pick. Like, yeah, it's not a lot. Like, you can – but there's guys who hit on the second seventh round. Like, you might be able to trade that, that for a player, like – you know, whatever. Like they traded a fifth for Fitzpatrick. Even you know, this year with Quincy Wilson, they traded a sixth. So you can trade that for a better player. Maybe you take a swing for the fences, and you and you get a guy who's who's a contributor. And, you know, the late round guys, the Fado Cassis. Maybe was that maybe that seventh round pick is you know Bryce Huff next year. You really like Bryce Huff. You're in a draft in the seventh round. Like that. That's it's capital. Regardless of how much capital it is, it's capital. They traded for a guy who, who or they tried to trade for a guy who got cut after two weeks. So that shows me that I don't think Joe Douglas is out there watching tape on Balazs, like, holy shit, I really like this guy. I wanted to trade for him. That's Gase still having some control and saying, hey, trade for this guy, and he did. So uh, that's my concern is how much power Gase has. Uh, he needs to be fired. 
now. Uh, as I'm doing this podcast, he needs to be fired. Um, irresponsible to put Darnold back in. Obviously, they, they 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 literally said that it's irresponsible for them to play him this week or whatever, but it's not irresponsible for him to get hurt um, and then put him back in the games. He probably got cortisone shots in his shoulder. He didn't feel the injury, but you can do farther damage to that shoulder, so let him rest. Nope, put him back in. Becton, emergency backup, nah, put him back in. Bell, clearly hurt his hamstring on that on that wheel route where he got held. Nah, put him back in. Like, what are you like? What are you doing? And this is why some of the injuries probably come. Like, like people say it was always conservative, but we don't really know that. Like, look at look at uh, Mims. Mims had an injury, hamstring, all this stuff. He comes back to practice and injures his hamstring again. And now Mims is is probably not going to play. It doesn't sound he's. Gonna, they say he's he, he's he's getting into running, but he still feels something in his in his, in his hamstring. He's not going to play this week. He's not going to play next week. He's probably not going to play in three four weeks. He's going to come back like week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Doesn't sound like he's playing anytime soon, which is which is depressing. So, Gase, you're an absolute freaking joke. You are my number one dud of the game. You're the number one dud of the season. Uh, just beyond bad. Three studs of the game. Um, uh, Bryce Huff, three tackles, one tackle for loss. I saw I showed some pressures again for his second game. Again, clearly after his first game, they saw something they liked. And they gave him a ton more reps. I only have one play of him. I showed a couple of plays of him already. He had like three, four, five like solid plays. I saw like that, and I already pointed some of them out. Points them out in the future. Uh, this play, he pairs with uh, Avery Williamson for um, a screen. It looks like they're pretty alert to the screen even before the the ball is snapped. Like they're they're pretty ready for it. It seems like they're they're all expecting something to happen here. I don't know if it's pre snap alignment. I don't know if they called it out. Whatever it may be, or they they heard a check. But it looks like everybody was pretty ready for these screens on either side. Um, they're expecting it. You have um, the running back who runs the sm- the the, uh, the smoke route, and you have Huff right here who sees it, undercuts the blocks, or undercuts this blocker, attacks the the, the running back. There's a lot of guys who will see this and be too patient, stay over the top, and get themselves blocked up to play. When you see a screen coming, you have to blow up the screen. You have to attack the screen because they're longer developing, so the offensive linemen are not going to get to you. Um, quickly, they're trying to get to you quickly, but you have to you have to attack it aggressively. He attacks it aggressively, fights through the block, makes the tackle for loss along with Lynch. And good job. Simple as that. Next stud. Again, we'll bring up Huff a little bit more. I already showed a couple of plays of him. Uh, Jeff Smith's my number two. Listen, college quarterback came in the Ravens game last year, made a catch, didn't do anything too much. I think he dropped a deep pass in that Ravens game as well. Not expecting much, but he came back. Seven receptions, 81 yards, was open for another couple of times where he could have had over 100 yards receiving um, in, in his first game back this year. So, again, with the Jets' offense, I have more um, positivity towards the Jets' offense going into the future than I do the defense. The defense, like the defensive line, like like I said, Fado Kasi, Shepard, Basham, Huff, John Flanker Myers – uh, Quinn Williams are all long-term pieces. I, I, I believe you need an edge, a true red rusher. Yes. Do you need, do you need to, you know, well, hopefully Mosley to be healthy. Maybe resign Williamson. There's your inside linebackers because having, you know, guys like, like, you know, Hewitt and Ogletree, like Hewitt's good in the run game, but in terms of pass coverage, he's not there. Even Williamson's like, okay. in in the pass game, but, uh, you know, Mosley coming back would be a huge addition to that. But the secondary is brutal. So you need you need outside linebackers, which is the most you know second or first most important position on defense. To argue with whatever you want, but you need high draft capital or high 
money in free agency to solve that. Can it happen? Obviously, yes, but we'll see how the draft falls. We'll see how free agency shakes out. The secondary is May going to be here for a long time? I don't know. He's 28, he's 28 years old. You know, could he get resigned? Maybe, you know, we'll see. Depending on what he wants. McDougal's going to be here next year? No, there's no way he's resigning the Jets. He's tapped out, in my opinion. Uh, the secondary, you have Poole as your slot. You have Hall as a potential long-term option. We'll see how healthy he is. You have Austin. Other than that, like, you know, argue with your wall about guys like like Mallette and and Harrison and Desir, you know, so maybe they have three long-term guys, but you need you need a legit number one and two. Now, could could Hall be that? I really, really, really like Bryce Hall. I really like his tape. Does that mean he's going to be that guy? No, I can't guarantee that. One, because of the injury, and two, because the NFL is much harder. But his tape that he put out of college was impressive. So I have some faith there. But um, the offense has some has some guys. You know, like in the future, they have um, – if they, if they keep Crowder, uh, he's a good slot receiver. Jeff Smith, I think, could be a, a good depth guy. You have um, – Perryman's going to be gone next year. Um, you have – Crowder, you have Jeff Smith as a depth guy. You have Vincent Smith who can be a depth guy. You have Mims who's hopefully a number one or number two. See, that's like, let's just say he's a number two in the future, which obviously with all of his injuries right now, we're not able to see that. And people blame Douglas for all this. Oh, well, his draft class is not even playing. Did Mims have an injury history in college? No. Did Ashton Davis have an injury history in college? No. Did Cam Clark have an injury history in college? No. So, so was he supposed to go to a freaking, uh, what are those people called? You could see the future and, and see this, that, that this was going to happen. So you, you could blame him now if you want to do on injuries. Oh, we haven't seen Hall. We haven't seen Zuniga. Okay. That's credible. Could you blame him for, 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 for Becton, Becton, Mims, Davis, Clark? No, you, you can't. There was no, there was no information to go off on that. That you thought these guys were be injured this much going to their first year, which is the problem with Adam Gase, regardless of what it is, what, you know, static stretching versus dynamic stretching, or does he play guys too quickly or are his practices too, too lackadaisical where guys muscles are getting warm, then cold then warm, then cold. They're carrying things. I don't know what it is. It has followed him too much around at this point to just be bad luck. It's been every year of his career. His teams are really, really injured. So it's a Adam Gase problem. It is, but him training staff, whatever it is, it's a problem with him and his, and his staff. It is. So, Let's say Mims is the two, you know, being a little bit um, hopeful with that just because of the injuries. I, I think I said before the draft and, or after the draft watching his film, I think he could be a top 10 receiver. I really do. He has the physical capabilities. He really, really does. So he's a, he's a two. Crowder's a three. Jeff Smith, Vincent Smith are the four or five. Barrios is the six. I think if you were to add a legit number one this year, let's say it's, let's say it's Jamar Chase. Let's say it's Juju. Let's say it's Allen Robinson that's a solid receiving core. You can get by, you could, that's definitely a good receiving core. So I, I have faith in the receiving core. If they're healthy, if they can get Mims on the field, tight ends, you know, obviously they've been disappointing. The running backs have to be addressed, you know, the offensive line still to be addressed, but uh, they have building pieces of Beckton. I think McGovern's going to bounce back. I think Fant's a decent sort of right tackle. You're really looking at left guard, right guard next year. If Cam Clark could be one of those guards, and you're only looking at right guard, maybe replacing Fant with even a better player, but I, I will take my, uh, victory lap a little bit with Fant through four weeks. He's been pretty good, and people really, really hated that signing and say he sucked the entire offseason. Oh my God, he's brutal. No idea why they signed him. And there was a lot of people who didn't watch the show and and understand that you know he showed progress. He's a, he was a relatively inexperienced player for a 27 year old, 28 year old guy, um, but he showed steps, and that's what Douglas saw, and that's why he's playing well. Um, 
and I was on an island with that one. There was nobody else who was saying Fant was actually uh, had a chance of being pretty pretty solid. So um, Jeff Smith, again, this is why I can never predict how long a show is going to be because that happens. Um, Smith DPI Donald Mithrow. Okay. <clears throat> Anything overly crazy on this play? I don't think so. Does he get open? Let's well, let's let's see the offensive line. I guess I'm recording this for a reason. This is for a uh, dude, and this is another dumb thing I hear. The offensive line is brutal. They barely improve. Donald's getting pressured on every play. There is more plays of this than there is of Donald getting pressured. Easily, easily. I do 60, 70, 80 plays a game. I that's uh, I think the average NFL game at least a couple of years ago was 130 plays. So I do more than 100. I I, I do more than half of the game. A lot of these throws, you guys are seeing this. This is the cleanest pocket you're going to get. And Donald just misses throws. Um, <clears throat> and that, again, if you hear people saying, oh, the offensive line barely improved, Donald's getting pressure on every play, has no help in the offensive line, you're, again, watch who you're listening to. Um, everybody does a pretty solid job. You know, you have Van, you have, uh, you have Lewis gets pushed a little bit into the backfield, but Donald has plenty of room. You have Fanton and, and Herndon to do a good job. You have uh, McGovern and, and, and uh, GVR who do a good job. You know, McDermott for what he is, does a good job on this snap. Darnold, what does he do? Mechanics are off. He steps in the bucket. His foot is going sideways, not towards his target, which means that the, the ball is going to be a lot of arm, not a lot of base. And he overthrows, or actually throws to the inside. Because if you're going to look at, at Smith right here, who doesn't really do much right here, it's like a, he just get, he, he, it's just like a get even technique. It's really, he doesn't really do anything special here, to be completely honest. Get, gets even, head fake inside, releases to the outside, shows his speed. He, this, is, this is more speed than anything. So shows some speed. I like the little chop right there to keep his arm over the top. So I like that. But I'll show this in full speed. You can clearly see him gearing down for the ball and Donald throws it to the inside. Why is he throwing to the inside? If, if you guys have guys running vertical, outside. Lead him outside. That's like football 101. You don't want to throw inside. When, when a guy in trail, you want to throw it to the outside, adjust to the sideline, things like that. Um, again, the ball is short. He has to gear down. There's a penalty. He, he draws a penalty here. But again, if Donald, who again, who has nothing to work with, a good quarterback – and again, a good quarterback could miss a throw or two. Yes. But a good quarterback, this is a touchdown. So don't give me the, oh, Darnold has nothing to work with. Nobody's open. In the NFL, this is open. There's plays I'm going to show of Darnold that are open. So people are saying he's no help. You know, what, what is Juju Smith-Schuster open with five yards better than Vincent Smith or, or, or Jeff Smith open by five yards? And this isn't five yards. I'm saying, you know, with other plays. So, so what, is it Madden? Does Juju Smith have a red flashing light on his head when he's open where, 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 where Smith doesn't? Maybe, yeah, he has guys that trust on third down to throw the ball up. Sure, that helps. It also could hurt, especially a guy like Donald who's been locking onto his first read. So is he going to lock onto a guy like Juju and, and force balls to him? I don't, I don't know. Is Donald going to be here next year? I don't think so. I, I, it depends on how the Jets feel about – Obviously, if it's Lawrence, it's Lawrence, undoubtedly. You cannot skip on Lawrence. I, I'm, that, that argument's over. It, it's been three three bad games and, and one, you know, okay game against the Niners. I don't see Donald. If, if Donald comes out and lights it up in the last 12 games, yeah, you have an argument. But I, don't, I really do not see that happening at this point. Um, 
So now it depends. Let's say you don't finish the first pick. How much does the how much does the new head coach like Lance? How much does he like Donald? How much does he like uh, you know Fields? But and I, there will be reviews of all those guys. People have already been asking me, "Hey, can you do this guy? This guy? Yes, these, those, those will all come in the offseason. Trust me, the quarterbacks of the Jets are drafting quarterbacks will get broken down uh, to an extent that's probably over overdone on your guys. Like Donald did like 120 plays. Like you're going to see plenty of the quarterbacks. Um, but it depends on those guys. But they also have they, they honestly have the leg up for for two massive reasons. One, they haven't learned the bad habits that that Donald has learned. Two, rookie contract versus having to sign Donald for twenty twenty five million dollars. Um, and three, you can even say that they have less mileage on their arm. You know, say what you want about Donald being twenty five or twenty three years old. He has five years of starter of, of starts on him. He's had some injuries. And he's throwing plenty of balls, so it's not like his arm is is that of a guy who's barely throwing anything. He's been a starter since he's been young, so yes, he has he has some he has some wear and tear on that shoulder, not a lot, but it, it it's there. So I, I just want to show this again. I know I went off a little bit again. It's been happening in the last couple of minutes, but you can clearly see Smith gear down right here. If anything, again, you want to see this ball outside shoulder, him adjust to it, um, and throw it away from throw him open and throw it away from the corner, not throw it inside. Where he's to gear down where you can get the the pass deflection. So bad ball by Donald. Smith was open for for a huge touch right there, if you let if you let him, and if he caught it, you never, never you know you never know if he was going to catch it. But good play by Jeff Smith getting open. It's uh, he doesn't get hit. So forty nine play I like a lot from Jeff Smith. We'll show some other stuff with Jeff Smith too um, in Donald's section of the review. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, spot concepts from the jets where they where they have the snag um and there's variations of spot but a lot of a lot of the snag flat which could be a wheel uh comeback curls which is that triangle read it gives donald uh, so a lot of spot concepts from gase um he runs a curl let's see the let's see the actual the, the route looks the route looks okay um doesn't look like he's overextending with that stop step, but his body's a little bit too straight up right here. So I'll see him stay a little bit more over top of that and, and, and drive his knee through his chest. So he's a little bit too upright. And then I will say that, so you have stop, stop, break, drive. Yeah, his, his second stop step, again, he's leaning out of it a little bit. So he's not committing fully to his break like he should with that footwork. Um, and he starts to lean out of it before he's he's coming out of the break. So he could improve that route um, at the top of it. What do I like? I like the fact that he's not a <laughs> – sometimes I wish that I, I knew that there's no kids watching the show. I, I wish he wasn't the – you know, at least he's not a B word. He's not a pansy. And he actually attacks the ball like a receiver should. Is how I'll say that? Uh, yeah, that's how I'll say it. But he attacks the ball like he should, comes back to the ball, catches it with his hands, tucks it, turns up field, and fights for extra yardage. Look at him. Hand in the ground, reaching for an extra yard or two. You know, he's, he's showing effort. Holy shit. So, uh, offensive line, again, McGovern, I think, improved this game um, for me. You have Fant, who, who had no – I believe he had no pressures in this game, who does a good job, 45-degree uh, set, drag hand. Throws his hands with good timing, good base, locks up 59. Good job by uh, by McGovern, who throws his drag hand. Uh, Lewis handles the the uh, I think I think 98's Pecco. I think he's still on that team, but he sees 96 uh, penetra- potentially penetrating the a gap. He drops his shoulder um, and and 
air quotes hammers the uh 96 or plows and whatever you want to call it hammer versus plows a little bit different to me but i, I call this a hammer when it's not full a full commit plow is a full commit so he does a good job again Darnold has no and and this is why I said on Twitter I'm gonna start posting stuff of, of Darnold and, and the people who are completely defending him. I'm not trying to crush the guy, but I, you need to be fair. So there's the defenders out there who will say it's all Gase. Okay, well Gase has guys running open, he doesn't hit him. The pocket's clean, his his footworks are bad, and he misses throws. So again, another throw I'm showing. How clean is his pocket? It's per, this is night and day from last year. And oh, Doug, and I've literally heard people say this week, Donald, uh, Douglas was brought in here to, to fix the offensive line and look how bad it's playing. Did you see this at all last year? Especially, especially multiple times in a game? Yeah, yeah now McDermott you know, got beat a little bit, but look, when Donald throws the ball, is McDermott beat right here? No. You know, like, yeah, he gets beat in the inside, but Donald has plenty of room. Obviously, this is a catch, but I'm just saying in general, like, stop making excuses. Crowder, number one, stud of the game. Uh, seven receptions, 104 yards. Uh, I have three plays of him. He could have had much, much more yardage uh, or, or a, a decent more yardage in general. But for him to have over 100 yards in both of his games, he's one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. He, he is. He's, he's good. Um, do the Jets carry him next year for $9, $10 million or whatever it is? I think they should. Because you're gonna have a young quarterback, regardless if it's Darnold or somebody else, you you want you want again these long term pieces. You know, Crowder's 27, 28. He could be good for another couple of years. Surround your quarterback. Yeah, again, Crowder. You know, uh, the the Smith brothers squared, uh, Mims. You know, Barrios. Like that's those are good depth guys. You just need that legit number one guy, that legit X, which Mims could be, but he's gonna have to develop into it. So, and even if you do, listen, if if you have two guys who are legit number ones, you have one A, one B. You know, Mike Evans, Godwin situation. Not the worst situation to be in, you know. So they needed to invest highly in a, in a receiver this, this offseason. Um, so even another one of these uh, these China concepts, again, something I brought up a couple of times, the Jets, they, they do like to run these ins and they come back, um, which is a smash variation uh, called China. It's like this is like a comeback out. It's it's more of like a it's more of like an out actually, but still works the same way. Um, Donald trusts he trusts the Crowder to have his out of his route break relatively quickly here because Donald does start to throw the ball before he's out of his break. So good job with the timing of this from Donald. Good job by Crowder attacking the ball, catching the ball. Um, let's see the route. Stems vertically. Obviously, he's creating you know separation to the sideline. I want to see him hold his line maybe a little bit, not widen out as much as he does, but it's okay. Grab break, stop, break, drive, line. So he could. He, the thing about it is he can sink his upper body more into the stop step, but he does sink his hips. So he sinks his hips into his into his stop step. And look at and the and the break is pretty sharp. Gets out of his break, tack the ball, catch. Crowder Crowder is he's he's yeah he's good. Again, the cleanest pocket in the world. Nah, it's getting you know there are people who collapse on him a little bit. Is this clean enough to 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 get the ball there? Yes. Is this better than last year? Yes. You know like. Um. Also, good good uh, Connor McGovern block right here, which I which I noted, but. 
his eyes are good at this point because he feels that 96 right here is not is not trying to win this rep. He feels I'm trying to pull him out of the a, of this a gap and widen the a gap. So as soon as he feels that, this is again this is where he's been struggling a little bit with like the communication with the guards, like things like that. Like uh, the Colts game, I thought he was definitely injured. So let's you know he's been a little bit disappointing, but it, he's the player is still there. So I think I think he'll bounce back once he's more comfortable. We said at the beginning of the season with these guys that. You know, they have to get used to their guys. They haven't played. They need those reps. So let's not crush McGovern like he's a terrible signing after four after three weeks. So he played better this game. I was encouraged. Feels that coming. His eyes flash to the A-gap. Drops his helmet. Boom, picks it up. Great play. This is great. That is great awareness. The Jets in past years with all, all those centers, this is, this is a sack. And, and good job by Lewis, too, who, who, carries it, who carries it inside, stays square, cross shoves, stuffs them. Uh, keeps his hip square, drops off to 96. So good job by both guys. Really good awareness by by uh, McGovern right there. Don't know if it's the ball there. Boom. Good play. Forty-three fifty-five. Not gonna remember fifty-five after this play. Uh, Crowder route adjustment and catch. Okay. You have the switch release right there. He runs a deep over, which I don't necessarily love this route. Con these route concepts are this one, at least I'm fine with, with, with this right here. They run a, a sale concept, but I don't like the double flat right there. I think you're, you're, you're condensing a little bit too much. These guys are a little bit too close for me, but um, that's a little bit of a criticism, but you have Crowder who runs a deep over. Um, he starts to angle off towards the sideline and he, you're going to see him check the sideline. He sees that the DB is, is, is getting a little bit flat footed. So he doesn't want to try to cross his face. He's going to match him. He, he adjusts his route. He gets vertical and uh, Donald trusts him and throws the ball up. It's a good route adjustment. He breaks vertical again because of that, that defender right there and makes the catch. Let's see everything else. Fant 45 degree set gets his hands on. Looks like a pretty good block to me, right? He, he's giving Donald some room, you know, for the terrible signing. You, whatever. I, it, it's 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 funny. Like I try to put out this stuff, and I know a lot of people like do do interact and watch, but then you know people who clearly don't because they have they're like, oh, he's awful, you know. All right. Um, clean pocket. You know, listen. Did did uh did did Lewis? You know, let him push the pocket a little bit. His defender, yes, but. When he's throwing the ball, pretty damn clean, right? Look at look at that room. And again, these are a lot of the reps for people who this is for the people who say, oh, he has no help and his offensive line is terrible. I don't see it. What are you seeing? I think you're just going with the false narratives that, that people are, are making because they, they don't watch film, they don't know what they're talking about. And it's the easy thing. Oh, no weapons, nobody's open, the the offensive line sucks. No, that's that's why you're being a biased Jets fan. Throws the ball up, trust Crowder. That's just a trust throw. Again, good route adjustment from Crowder. Good eyes. This is where we talk about like guys finding the soft spot in zones. Route adjustments, like good. There's receivers who do not do this. Looks back at Donald. Sees he's he's in trouble. Sees this guy flat footed. Clearly adjusts his route because of him. He gets vertical. Looks back to Donald. Tracks the ball and makes somewhat of a circus catch. Obviously, you you would like to see him attack. You know, get this ball into his like catch it with his hands, but. He got a little bit lucky here. It hit the guy's um, forearm, and he's able to to cradle the ball in there and and pull it tight to his body, and rip it away. 
and brings in with his hands after that point. Well, actually, it's his forearms to his hands. Rips and then he, and he rips it out. So awesome play. By the way, I did remember 55. Last play of Crowder. Then we're going to get into a good amount of Darnold from this game, um, which I think is important. We're evaluating if this guy's going to be the future of the franchise at quarterback. Crowder, great route. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what you want to see. What is that? Was that third down? Third and two. He runs a, he runs a slant. And all he does is alter his route pace right here with like a let's see what the footwork is. So it's it's more this is more of like a skip. Like he uses like a he uses a skip technique to cover to cover ground. Well it's actually not even really a skip. I guess you can call it a skip. Um I forget if I labeled this a skip or not. Sometimes I have to go back on my notes and say because I I will forget some some things. There's a thousand things I remember. But what he does is he alters his route pace here. Gets up on the DB's toes. Gets him kind of comfortable. Angles to the outside. The hips of the DB angle off outside. I would call this more of like a... He like, he like walks it up on him more than, more than a skip. Hard plant outside. Drops his hips. Fakes, out, fakes it with his head. Right arm comes over top, punches over the the containment like punch of the uh, DB. Looks back to Donald. Donald sees him, throws the ball, catch on third down. He's watching full speed. Great route by Crowder. Awesome job. Creating space to the inside by stemming to the outside, getting him comfortable, walking up on him, skipping to him, and uh, and then exploding inside. Good job. Uh, Moving on. Here we go. After the Darwin segment, I don't have a lot. Like, there's a, there's a couple more plays to talk about. We'll talk about uh, some other things a little bit. We'll go over the Cardinals game. I'll give the rankings, the standings that we have for the pickums with our six, seven dudes, whoever we have in there, or how many we have. Um, but I didn't have a good week, by the way, and pickums had a bad week. Bad from the offense. I start off with Darnold. Um, again, this is relative to expectations. If if you if you're going to watch the ESPN highlights and see the you know the throw or two that he made, you know even in the Colts game, the scramble, the touchdown to Barrios, you might say, oh, he has no help. He you know all this stuff, and you didn't watch the film, you didn't see the guys running open. So yeah, he had the 49 yard touchdown run. He had some nice plays for sure. I'm looking for consistency from a snap-to-snap basis. Did he have that this game? Not at all. So he gets a negative. It wasn't a positive game for me. I said at the beginning of the season, <clears throat> and especially after week one, I need to see a lot more of the positive games, a lot more of the of the consistency from Donald for him to be that guy. So for him to be inconsistent for another game, regardless of how high the highs were, the lows are still low. That's why he gets a negative grade for me. So... um he has, let's see how many plays here. I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So we're going to run through them pretty quick. I don't want to spend all day on Darnold, but 21 plays is going to take a couple minutes. So let's, uh, let's get into it. The first play of the game, read leverage, fan block. Okay, so 
good play. Seems to be this like this is a good play again. It's just consistency from a snap to snap basis. And this is a play that he actually did not make earlier or later in the game. So this is a, I didn't realize I had that. So there's a play in this in this game that I think is the exact same route concept that he does not throw this ball with the exact same look from the defense. So why is it not consistent? I don't know. Um, but what happens here is he does a good job reading reading um, the leverages of the defense. This the, this defender is matching the flat. This defender's hips are open to the inside. This defender has outside leverage on on the on the curl on the stop. So he sees that this guy that he's carrying the 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 three threat, and he throws it to his two threat. I would like to see the ball out a, a quarter of a second earlier, but it gets there, hits Hogan. I believe it's Hogan. Good play. Fan has a good block. His his threat initially is the is the linebacker. The linebacker widens. His eyes go to the interior. Jump sets him. This is like a what do they call it? Like a kick, a, a, like a kick jump. There's a, there's a there's terminology for that. Again, I can look it up on my phone, but I don't I don't pause it from snap to snap. I think like a kick jump. Um. It's not on a purpose. It's just that his eyes are here first and he sees the threat. So he, he, he's going to jump him because he has help from the Van Roten inside. So he has a little bit of flexibility to be a little more aggressive. Boom, hands on. Matches him. Boom, hands on. Great great play from uh, from him. Donald. Good job getting the ball there. I'm okay with that play for sure. Good job building the leverage, getting it in there. Give him credit for that. Again, I'll give credit where it's due. Missed throw at Doga injured. Okay. There you run play action. So he, he fakes like he's going to run block. Give Donald some room. He oversets clearly. Again, you don't want to be squared up with the guy. You want this outside foot splitting the guy. Even if it's, you know, we want to be able to show a little bit of aggression, but you still have to make sure your feet are right. He opens up outside, gets his face crossed. He tries to uh, obviously to make up for it, and their feet get tied up, and he gets he gets hurt here. I forgot why I got hurt, but again, another throw that you want to see Donald make. What does this What does his lead foot do? The lead foot it doesn't drive towards his target. It drive it goes to the outside. His footwork is consistently bad. His hallway is correct. Like this is well, yeah, his hallway is mostly correct. You want to see the midpoint of this back foot, the hallway, pointed to where he's, where he's trying to throw the ball. Shoulder pointed, hallway pointed, left foot leading your body, the upper body or lower body disconnection. You don't want to see the ball dip. You want to see the shoulder square. There's a lot of things you want to look for, but the lead foot's a consistent problem. Throws the ball over Crowder's head. Now, could Crowder catch this? Maybe. You know, hits his hands. Could Donald put this on Crowder and make it more accurate for Crowder? Yes. Would he have caught it? Maybe he drops it, maybe he doesn't, but not a good throw. Mrs. Crowder. Donald scramble, clean pocket. Okay. Cleaner pocket. Lewis, good job. Left hand inside. Gets swiped off, left hand still inside. 
Yeah, listen, this, this happens. Like the you guy, you, this guy's crashing hard inside. Donald's have to adjust a little bit. This is this is this is an easy pocket adjustment. This is nothing crazy. There's there's guys who would just step over here and do a Donald scramble or stay in the pocket right here and and uh, look for another look downfield. But he feels a little bit of pressure. Good job from from uh, Beckton again. I would say I want to see his hips a little bit more square right there. But he gets his hands on and shuts down his rusher. Hand inside. He's 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 done. Beckton gets his hands on you, you're done. Should have been playing this game. I don't like to see him on this rep. I don't like to see him on any rep. Donald scrambles, slides down. Good play. Athleticism. Cool with that. Donald Misperios. Okay. Play action. It's like one of the better play action fakes they've had. He actually almost puts it into his into Gore's gut. They don't fake play action very well. Um, quarterbacks do have the flexibility of pulling it out early, depending on if they're seeing a pressure look, things like that. But Darnold always pulls it out early, and that's partly because of what he was dealing with the first two years of his career. Um, but he needs to start to recognize he has a better offensive line. Clearly, again, pretty clean pocket, right? You know? Little, yes, you know this guy. This guy squeezed it a little bit, but still plenty, of, plenty of room. Um, good job by Van Roten again. He's been he's been not great, or he's not been not good. He's a lot of pressures and things like that. He hasn't been absolutely awful, and I, I think even he will improve a little bit. Gets his hands on, rips him to the ground, traps him to the ground, whatever you want to call it. Jumps on top of him. Everybody else is doing a good job blocking. Clean pocket. Darnold. Sees Barrios deep, misses him. Listen, and when he see when when he's going to throw this to Barrios, he's seeing that this linebacker is dropping vertical while Barrios is working towards towards the sideline. So he knows he has to throw with anticipation. So good anticipation throw to throw this. But again, look at his lead foot. His lead foot is pointed towards the sideline, more towards the sideline. So his feet are not in sync with his, with, with with where he wants the ball to go. He throws the ball too far outside. Should this be completed in the NFL? Yes. Should should Barrios have to make a diving a diving attempt at it with and you didn't get a hand on it? No, you just need to put this on Barrios. Just put it a little bit more inside. So another missed throw. So I'm saying with the missed throws like these these are those two the the one or I already showed the Jeff Smith Crowder and uh, Barrios right there. Good quarterbacks hit now. Do 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 good quarterbacks miss sometimes? For sure. As consistently as Arnold does, no. And and this is this is where you are you gonna blame Gase for for Barros being open, for Jeff Smith being open, for Crowder being open over the middle and Darnold not hitting it? Like, is that his fault? No. Should he have a quarterback coach? Yes. Like, is that a problem? Should it be Mark working them more? Yes. But you have to put you have to give Darnold blame. It's 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 three sided. It's it's from it's from the poor drafting of Isaac to the poor drafting of McCagnan to retaining no over good players. Like we well, we had no good players to retain. Uh, signing guys to big free agency contracts who fizzle out after a year or two. It, it, it's it's Gase's coaching. It's no quarterback coach. It's Donald. It's everything. It's not so black and white. There's a lot of gray here, but to to, to, to deny that Donald has regressed while showing a 46-yard touchdown run is is inevitable. It, it, it's it's undeniable. He's not the same player he was his rookie year. Um, drops back, sees pressure. You have uh, Bolage who completely blows his assignment. He goes, no shit mode. I don't, I don't know what the hell he was looking at. Just a complete, complete brain fart. Donald sees it again, shows his, his ability, drops his hips, drops his shoulder, gets two hands in the ball. Great job. That's a great job right there. 
to feel some pressure, scrambles. This is just some running back skills. See Simmons coming over the top, drops his hips, head fakes inside, jump cups outside of him while pulling the ball away. Continues running off the field. Now people say, oh, he fake slid right here. I think he was either he was either going to slide or he was going to jump away. Like he was going to to drop and jump away from any potential uh, leg tackle. I don't know if he actually meant I don't think he meant to fake slide here. I think that's giving too much credit to be completely honest. That's not what I'm saying. Could he have? Yeah, but I I think it's pretty low that he went to fake slide. I think that he went he went to either go jump or go to slide. And then he saw a blocker. And he saw some open fields, so he decided at the last second not to. I don't think it was it was intentional to fake slide. Cuts inside. Runs for the touchdown. Awesome play. It was awesome. I, I was watching. I had a few beers with me. We were all screaming and celebrating. You know, it's fun. It's fun to watch the Jets um, make some good plays, especially when they're few and far between. You get really excited for the for those plays. You know, so twelve. 1422 uh 12 okay Donald avoid fine crowder again are there good plays yes snap snap basis though and is this a great play eh, yeah let's you know again i i be i'm fair in all my assessments this is not a this is a, this is a good play athletically but in terms of like mental processing things like that not really um herndon sets too far outside who by the way he's been actually a really good blocker this year this is a blown up block by him but overall he's he's been pretty good um offensive line here all does a good job you have the tt here they you know van roden uh cross shoves stuffs it to to mcgovern um hip square hip square picks it up you have uh, Fant on the right side who picks up his block. Beckton stays inside, picks up his guy. Darnold sees the pressure. Again, pulls the ball away, two hands on it. Pulls the ball away, two hands on it. Sees Crowder on the comeback, stop, whatever it is. Open, throws the ball, first down. Positive play from everybody. I, there, minus Herndon. Herndon didn't have a good play there. Um Oop, wrong one. Missed open wide receiver. Okay, this is a play that's frustrating to watch. Play action. You have a stop. And again, ton of protection here. You have two routes. This is the people, oh, they should, they, again, people, they should throw more blockers in for Donald. Well, well yes, one, that, that helps him. Two, it gives him less things to, to read. So that's also another help. But two, then now you, or three, now you have more people, you have less people out in routes. So if people aren't getting open, now you have even less options. But on this route, you have Cager who stems vertical, breaks inside on the, on the, on the, on the dig, not, not, the, not the best break. It's, it's very rounded. But is he open? You tell me. Is, is this rocket science? Plenty of room. Plenty of room for the people who say this is covered because it's linebacker. This is your first time watching. This is your first time watching film, or you're just your IQ is very low. One, the window is here between these two guys, and you can float over the top. Very easy throw to make in the NFL. Should be hit ten out of ten times. Donald, for whatever reason, and you will see that he looks at it, does not throw the ball. Why? For what reason are you not throwing this? Easy first down. He catches the ball. This guy gets blocked. Maybe he breaks a tackle or outruns this guy, breaks a tackle, it's a touchdown. You never know. But this is for the, oh, nobody's open. Nobody's open here. 
in a be- like best Billy Madison voice I could do. I don't want to do it, but really interesting. Uh, you know, I guess if this was Juju Smith Schuster, he, he he would get he would be even more open again. He has a flashing red light over his head, so to, to tell Donald to throw this ball, he's open. I don't know. This is and now on broadcast angle, you see that oh, Donald didn't throw the ball. He's looking deep. Uh, no protection. He got sacked. The Jets suck. Their weapons suck. Okay, do their weapons suck at times? Yes. Has Herndon sucked? Yes. Do you want Cager, Barrios? Hogan taking extended reps over the last few weeks? No. Has Donald missed them when they're open? Yes. You know, those are the answers. Play action. Looks right. Looks left. This is the only thing left. He's looking at it right now. Passes. Why? There's no reason to pass in that. Clean pocket. This is clean. Blame it on the offensive line. Now the offensive line gets a, gets a sack. Now, now PFF, oh, the offensive line gave up a sack, and oh, they're, the, they're, the, they're the 30th ranked offensive line. I don't care where they are you know, on rankings. They're, they're below average, but below average in that 20, 21, 22 range is so much better than it was last year. So much better. Good blocks by everybody. Wesco, good block. Fant helps him out. Um, good block. Van Roten, good block. You know, you have you have uh, you have uh, Becton who, because of the play action, uh, an awesome play. If you watch Becton, big big D tackle, you can tell he got some weight on him. Pushes him, throws him. Not even just not even just pushing him down, throws him to the ground. Donald looking looking clean pocket, skip on it. I, I I will I'll do not get that why he did not pull that trigger. So he is gun shy. It's not even gun shy. It's not even a risky throw. There's no explanation for it. It's bad. Takes a sack, no help. Now, did this guy launch him to the ground? Should have been a penalty, in my opinion. How it's called the NFL? Yes. Was it? No. He gets injured because of himself. You cannot defend that play. No defense. <laughs> this play, I believe there is some defense. This is the one that's a little bit more gray. I think this one's a little bit more gray. Um, drops back. Again, the pocket, the pocket's not as clean as it was on this one. Um, with the pocket not so clean. Um, oh, so no, this is not the one I'm talking about. So so could so if he was looking over the middle, could he have hit this is second down? Could he have hit Crowder right here? Yes. Should he have hit Crowder here? Right. Yes. 45-yard line out, third and two. Maybe he turns up for a first down. You don't know. Now, was he looking there? Let's see. He had some pressure. He doesn't throw it. I'm not going to kill him for it. Again, I'm fair on a snap snap basis. I, I, I really do not try to let bias creep in. To let bias creep in with film, you, people discredit you. Obviously, your film evaluation is not good. Now, at this point, was he running, running for his life? Was he running? Yes. With this much room, should his eyes be looking downfield? Yes. Is this a throw that in his rookie year he makes to Crowder? In my opinion, yes. You hit Crowder right here, he turns up field for a potential touchdown. If not a touchdown, 15, 20 yards. His eyes drop. His eyes have been dropping more than it is rookie year. He, he continued to look uh, to, for guys to throw to on the run. His rookie year, we saw it plenty versus Texans versus the Packers. You know, again, reads right, reads left. Does he see Crowder? No. 
He's reading left. Now, should his eyes have come off his left reads quicker? Let's see. Reads left. I think so. This guy is covered. He has outside leverage on the on the on the flat. Should have eyes flashed inside earlier? Yes, I would say so. Am I gonna kill him for it? No, I'm not. Not going to. Should he have at this point kept his eyes up the field? Yes. Even here, he's looking. Look, you can see him. You're gonna see him right here. Check up the field. These two guys are running at you. Crowder is is getting depth and open. Checks it again. He doesn't have enough room to throw this ball. You're crazy if you think that. You're absolutely nuts. Doesn't throw the ball. Runs out of bounds. Or actually, he slides for what could have been a massive play. Massive. Third and two. Maybe it looks good on 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 the, on broadcast. Not on a film. This is why it's crazy that people have such strong opinions of film or of players without watching. Or and people are. Um, trust me, there's plenty of people who watch film. I don't know what they're talking about it regardless, but at least try. Donald can make these throws. This is a good play from Donald. Play action. This is for the people. Oh well, he he shouldn't have thrown this ball. Look what he throws here. This is this is this is flashback Donald. This is Donald USC. This is the flashes that he shows. This is the flashes that he has. Could you salvage this? Maybe. Maybe, but he's so gun shy. So the talent is there. When he wants to throw the ball and wants to deliver, it's there. Obviously, there are times where he's inaccurate because of the footwork. It's got even worse. Gun shy. We we, we saw plenty of plays. Last play, the the, the dig to to uh, to cager, etc. This is still there, but it's just can you salvage it? I'm not sure if it's gonna be a full time player. But again, he sees the depth. He trusts Crowder to run this guy to the to to be open on the sideline and don't say, oh well, yeah, the trust factor. He didn't trust cager. Okay, well. Cager, you know, being being open over the middle, you have to hit him. You have to. Just you can't say, oh, now if you say trust, he doesn't trust the guys in throwing jump balls. Yeah, fine. But you see a guy who's open, um, you have to hit him. So on the on the run, tighter window has to be more accurate throw. Does he deliver? Yes. Look at that. So don't say, oh, we could have thrown that ball to Herndon on the sideline or any of these other throws because he has the ability. That's beautiful. Great play. Play action doesn't really sell it, whatever. Um, the blocks. Overall, pretty good. Uh, Lewis picks up his guy again. I don't want to go like like frame by frame basis. If you want to see some of those, some of those reviews where I literally go frame by frame where it's leverage and hands, which I do a lot on here too, but drag hand helps out. Uh, Lewis scans the linebacker. Linebacker doesn't doesn't threaten, so he knows he's probably a man coverage on Perrine. Now his eyes flash to the to the opposite side. He sees the the te um, stunt coming. Sees fifty nine looping inside, drops his shoulder and would have and probably would have trucked him. Well, not maybe not trucked him over, but um, gets his hands on him and lays the hammer. Donald scrambles because he feels some pressure from that stunt. Okay, fine. Sees Crowder. Perfect spiral. Or no, sorry, not Crowder. Uh, uh, Jeff Smith delivers the ball. Boom, catch. Good play. Definitely a good play. Um, next play. 
deep shot cager first down. Okay, this is actually not a this is not a bad play either. Again, was this a bad game? No, but I'm I'm talking about like plus or minuses in terms of him being the guy moving forward. He has flashes for sure. Reads the left side, reads the right side, sees cager with leverage inside and a little bit vertical of the outside guy. Now he has to be careful because the safety is drifting over. So it has to be more of like a um more of like on a rope. And, and and if anything, not on a rope leading to the outside, the ball is a little bit off. I would it, it, it lands to the outside here. I want to see a little bit more vertical, just a little bit, just a tiny bit. You don't want to put it too far. Obviously, too far inside gets picked. So I think he puts the ball a little bit too far outside. It's a little bit off. But I like the aggressiveness to take this deep shot. That's the point. This these are balls he needs to be throwing. Like like there's times old oh, you need you say you need to be less aggressive. Yeah, rolling to the left, throwing a ball over the middle with into triple coverage. Yes, here he has the room to take the shot. You know, here <clears throat> um, he takes it. It doesn't connect. Okay, it happens. See, trying to be fair. That, that's fair. Um, McGovern again. You know, everybody does a pretty good job. Fant completely runs his guy off the arc. I think he leans a little bit too much right there, but he's able to recover, get his hands back on, match him. Um, they pass off this twist. You have uh, McGovern, who keeps his eyes active. He doesn't overcommit, so his hips are committed to that, but it doesn't overcommit. You know, uh, with his with his full body and his hands, he stays. He plays long, sees the uh, loop coming, drops his post foot. This is the kick. This is the post. He drops his post foot. Picks it up. Lewis, good job. McGovern, or McGovern, good job. Uh, Van Roten, good job. Fant, good job. Like, good job all around. Good pocket. It gets cl- collapsed a little bit on uh, from from McDermott, but he's not a long term option anyway. And who cares? He, he delivers the ball to, with, without being hit or really pressured. A little bit too far outside again. Not gonna kill him. That 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 happens. Uh, red zone. Now, this is this comes from the flexibility of him versus Gase. Does Gase give him the ability to read things based on pre-snap leverage and change his reads? Because it wasn't designed that he has to read this route concept to the right, um, no matter what. Or you know, or does he? Then these are the questions you can't answer. Or does he have the flexibility to say, okay, this sa- this this safety is shaded over top of this. Can I change my reads to left to right? I don't know. But I can tell you that he snaps the ball and he stares down the right side the entire time. And it's really all, again, it's a smash variation. It's just like another flat seven, uh, sit seven, whatever, whatever it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a smash variation. These guys are locked up. So at this point, at this point in the, in the, in the routes, like locked up, he has outside leverage, just got cutting outside. Nothing's open. What I could tell you what is open and even if he wants to check right, check check left quickly, like his eyes need to be more active here. They're locked on the right side the entire time. He gets pressured, rolls out, throws the ball out of bounds. Let's look at the left side. This is for, again, nothing's open, people. You have, the jerk, you have a jerk route, whip route. It looks like more of a jerk route because he sits. So I'm going to say it's a jerk route. Jerk route. His hips are open to the inside. He hits Crowder to the outside shoulder right here. What happens? Crowder catches the ball to his outside shoulder putting to the outside shoulder, gets him on the run. He turns up field touchdown. You have this, this uh, DB safety, whatever he is, commit to the flat. You have Jeff Smith or yeah, Jeff Smith right here. Can you throw this corner out in the NFL? 
Can you lead us to the to to the to the tip of the J right here? Yes. Are either one of those balls thrown? No. Are his eyes locked on the right side for too long? Yes. Does he have the flexibility to read left or right first based on pre-snap alignment? I don't know. Something I can't answer. But I can tell you that these routes are open. <laughs> this 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 is open. This, in the NFL, this gets hit on the outside shoulder. This is a touchdown. Even if he doesn't want that, this is open. This is this is a touchdown in the NFL. No help. Nobody's never nobody's ever open. And again, I'm 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 coming back to coaching and Donald on this play. It's it's both. Blocking is pretty clean. You know, like yeah, there's some pressure, but Van Roten gets his hands on, carries him up the arc. You know, they 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 pressure him a little bit, and this is going to happen in the NFL. But if he if his eyes weren't locked the entire time, right side, right side, right side, right side, right side, right side, see pressure. If he was to see right side, read it a little bit quicker, or again, just a pre-snap. What would he see if he looked left? Crowder, outside shoulder, inside leverage. He turns up. Like, look at look at the DB. Is this covered? <laughs> Come on, man. What was that play? 25. All right, let me reset here. I'm getting through it pretty quick with him. Uh, play 30, 31, 37. 30, 31, 37. Hit Crowder deep. Okay. Okay, so Crowder runs an over route right here from the slot. Um, Broncos run zone. At least seemingly zone. Yeah, either zone or this is terrible coverage, but it looks like zone. It, honestly, it could be cover one hole though too. It almost looks more like cover one hole and this guy is just He's either passing it off to the to the hole defender uh, or just plays it absolutely terribly. Regardless, you have Crowder who runs a deep over. Donald hits him. Now, is this an open throw? Should he hit this every time? Yes. Uh, Crowder run, turns up the field and runs. Now, what I do like from Donald is – now, is this like, – like I said, when, when he's reading this, is this overly complex to read? Like he could hit the flat right here. He doesn't want that. He wants more yardage, you know, second down. This guy's over the top. This guy's over the top. So his options are here and here. So his eyes should flash here, go to there. So now when his eyes go to the middle, is this an overly complex read? Is this an anticipation throw? No, not really. This is a pretty generic throw. Hits him. What I do like, I believe he climbs a pocket right here, right? Yeah, but even, like, even if on this play... Like, does he still look uneasy? Like, people will give us a lot of credit for this, for, for running up and stopping and then delivering the ball. Well, one, it's just general accuracy, so he should get that every time. But he's still uneasy right here. Like, he doesn't – he gets a little bit of, of, of the flash of pressure from the outside. But he could he can just hitch, slide a little bit outside and step up or just step up a little bit. But I want him to be more under control right here with his, with his body. Like, he sees the pressure – and tucks basically tucks the ball and sprints up field. Like you see how uneasy that footwork is. So people will give that credit in the pocket. I, I this is not a positive pocket play for me. There's too much uh, like like uh, chaos right here from him. Just just hold on to the ball. You see the pressure coming from the outside shoulder. Just hitch up, slide slide up in the pocket. You don't even got it. You don't even got to to shuffle over. But you could shuffle over and slide. He doesn't do that. He runs up and then sees him. And then fires it, so it's like a little bit too too uneasy right there for me. To be completely honest, he he overreacts to this pressure. 
Now it's there, but again, I'm, be, I'm being fair all around. Um, hold on, I gotta check something. All right, moving on. Where are we at? Play thirty. Did I already do this one? Hey, Crowder deep. Yes, I did. So thirty-one. Missed Smith bad. Okay, drops back. Um, this is another play by Smith uh, where he does a stutter go. It's almost more of like an out and up. The, the, the true like stutter go is him him just stuttering flashes his helmet to the outside and going up. So they might have adjusted it. Um, it's like a, it's like the midpoint of like a stutter go and an out and up. But good job selling it with his head. His his hips could sell it a little bit more to be to be honest. There's some better double moves in this, but overall, he does a good job with his route pacing. Sells it to the outside with a head fake. Beats him deep. Now, Donald overthrows him by five yards. He should see, like if he's reading this the entire time, which he is, he should see this. This safety over the top. Put it on him. Don't don't lead him. The safety's going over the top. If anything, put it to either far to the outside or on him, and he overthrows it to the outside. So he goes to go to the outside, but it's just too far outside. Got a bad accuracy. Does this need to be hit in the NFL? When he goes to load up the ball here, is this open? Yes. <laughs> Misses him. Good play by uh, Jeff Smith. Just, again, McGovern too here again. He slides to his right, sees him looping. What does his eyes do? Flash inside. He knows that's coming. Drops his shoulder, picks him up. Lewis picks up the looper. McDermott gets dropped to his knees. You know, but McGovern had a better game right here. I'm showing that. But Darnold footwork again. What's the front? Look at the front foot. Is that graining? Is is that leading his target? Is that leading towards his target, or is it stepping sideways towards the towards the sideline again? Now you have bad footwork, bad hips. What happens? Your your arm overcompensates. You tend to overthrow the ball. What happens? His arm overcompensates. He overthrows the ball almost into a pick. Look how far over that that is over Jeff Smith's head. All right. Um. Okay, hold on. I'm getting a little bit lost in where I am. Okay, 37. 37. We got about we um we have less than 10 plays left on Donald. Then we're gonna run through the rest of the the, the film pretty quickly. I think. I forget, I always forget how much I have left. Um, Donald forced the Gore open over the middle. So this is the wheel route to Gore. Pretty sure. Yeah. Again, is this his only read? There's no way. Should it even be a, 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 a should this even be thrown out here? No. Why? Like, listen, I don't like Balaj, but Balaj has a lot more speed than Gore. So does Piran, and Piran has good hands. Why is not? Why is Piran not on this route? Why is Gore running a wheel? Why? And again, this is who is it? Donald or Gase? Why is Donald reading this first or second? This actually looks like this might be the first read. Second read. And his eyes never go to the left side. His eyes never leave Gore after he gets locked on him. Is this open? Why is his eyes locked? Why, why, does, he, why does he throw this ball? Guy's over the top, um, and he's going to throw it over the top? For what reason? It's not even close. You know what, you know what I do say? 
you know, for a guy who doesn't deserve, people literally blame Hogan like he doesn't deserve to be on his team. For right now, he does. He's a he's a fourth, fifth guy. You know, decent backup. Uh, he was open in the Colts game on the over route. Donald missed him. He's open here. Donald missed him. If his eyes go inside or are ever to the left side right here, what what is this? Why is he staring this down with a clean pocket? Now, if anything, clean pocket, you see this leverage, check the left real quick and then go back to it. Nothing's going to change. He's not going to sit this down. He's not going to break outside. He's running the wheel. It's, it's a vertical route. It's, it's not going to stop. Now, if this was like a stop or an out, then sure, throw it, I guess, on third down. But I can tell you that Hogan is running on, on the first down, first, first down yardage and is wide open over the middle. I can tell you he's not hit or even looked at. It's Hogan. Instead, we throw the wheel to, to Gore. What? Look at his eyes actually drop back, read the safety, and then look at Gore the entire time. Reads the middle of the field, looks at Gore. Again, this is a pretty clear picture, people. Why, why does his eyes never come off? Check it. Read it. Get to your hitch. Climb. Read the left real quick. Then go back to the right. His eyes never leave his the one side. It happens all the time. Either it be the first read or the or the the field side, boundary side. He never checks the backside. Pretty damn open. Um, forty. What is this play? Donald misread, misthrow. It's out of the consistency. So we had those couple of nice plays, but this is so. This is the play I was talking about before. Remember? Do you remember the the play I did that was almost identical to this? Literally, it was identical. It's it's literally the same thing. Outside linebacker or the, the linebacker carrying the flat. This guy's hipped open. Hits open to the number three. The the um, outside receiver uh, or the outside corner being way too far outside with this guy running the stop. What what did Donald do last time? He hit this. What does he do this time? He hits he hits the flat, um, or actually he misses the flat. Why does he not throw this ball to whoever this? I don't know if it's Barrios or Hogan. Why does he not throw that? Again, keep this keep this picture in your mind because I'm going to bring up the other play. Carrying the flat, hips open to the inside, far outside. Right? It's about consistency. They run the same concept. Donald misses the flat. Reading the right side the entire time. Nope. Throw it to the flat, and, and I miss it. Now, I didn't plan to do this, but that's literally, I, was, I thought it was really similar to the other one, but this is the same, the same exact thing. Read leverage fan block. This is the first play of the game. Read leverage fan block. Okay, ready? Is this the same exact thing, or is this not the same exact thing? <laughs> do you see what I'm talking about, people? Flat, and yes, he doesn't have as much room in the flat, but still, hips open to the inside, even less room from this guy to, to uh, outside. The, the, the other rep I just showed, he was even farther outside. What does Donald do? Reads the leverage, throws it to him. Now, does he not throw this? Because, oh, the flat's not opening. Oh, that, that's my first read. The flat's supposed to be the check down, your last read. So why does he not throw the ball I just showed? Um... Misses Smith over the middle. Again, look how many misses there are now. Not how you win. Misses Smith in the middle. If, if Donald was good this game, we win this game. <laughs> Again, drops back. And let, let's see where his eyes are first. Drops back, 
checks the right real quick. Then he's looking at the left side the entire time. Look, right? Is he looking at Smith? I would say so. Should he be looking at Smith at this point? Yes. Yeah, 1,000% he's looking at him. Why does he skip on Smith? Now I'm going to show you this, this, this from this angle. Why does he skip on Smith? He's reading him. Does he see the safety over the top? Does he have to float this ball over the top? Or can he just put the ball on a laser directly on Smith? And now it's a, now it's a freaking, you know, it's, we're, what, let's say that's a, it's three yards at the 45. Eight. An easy 10-yard completion to Smith right there. Put it right on him. He's wide open. Instead, he passes on that for whatever ungodly reason and is going to throw the, the stop route to a guy who has a DB right on him. The DB is on him. Throws it. Pass deflection. Nobody's open. Nobody can get open. He had to force this ball. He had to squeeze it in there. You know, try to make a play here, but you know, it's just it, it, it's nobody's getting open, and, and this is the best he has to work with. Nobody's open. Nobody. Come on. Bad play, man. Good job. Good job by Fant. Scans. Linebacker drops in the coverage. Eyes go inside. Gets his hands on. He gets his hands on. So Van Roten goes to help McGovern. But she does so. Lewis locks up his guy. Good job. Lewis, like I said, he's doing better this year. I, this is probably his worst game because he had like a penalty. He had a couple of pressures allowed, but he's definitely better this year. Clean pocket, right? This is pretty damn clean. He skips on Smith, open over the middle. Again, who's looking at Donald? It's not like, oh, well, he wasn't looking at Donald. He wouldn't have expected the ball. No, he could have thrown the ball right here to Smith, and it would have been an easy completion for a first down. It's mind numbing. This is why people always oh, get the first pick, you know, trade down and, and build around Donald. Can he be salvaged? Yes. Again, I said this on the live stream and Kyle brought it up as a good point. There's been two quarterbacks who have been as bad as Donald, both statistically and on the field, who have, who have bounced back this late into their career. Alex Smith. Can you win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith? Sure, if he's on the Ravens, you know, in 2000. Uh, but I, I, him carrying the team? No. Drew Brees is the only guy who like, really turned it around. How many quarterbacks have won on their second contracts? Peyton Manning with the Broncos when his offense was absolutely stacked where they build it for one year, two years. Tom Brady, who took a cheaper contract. Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Elite, 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 elite. So you have to bank on Donald in a second contract being elite and building be on the bill around him. Or you restart with a new, new rookie contract. That's where I'm leaning, for sure. Unless he shows a lot these last couple of games. Now, this play. Um, so they've they have a mesh concept um right here. It's like it's like, it's like a we'll take a mesh over or mesh overs. So you have the you have the mesh with the overs right here, which is like a it's it's a mesh levels concept. So this is his these are his reads in the middle of the field. He's looking to the middle field. Could he dump this ball off right here? Again, this is being a little bit nitpicky. Could he deliver this ball? Yes. Could he also delivered this ball outside here. Yes. Again, these are not easier. These are, these are tougher throws. But again, you have to ask your quarterback to make some tough throws. He doesn't deliver the ball to either one of those. Pulls the ball back down. Again, this guy with this guy serving over top, this had to be a really nice touch pass over the top. So this is a little bit harder of a throw. I'll be, like I said, I'm being fair. This ball should have been delivered here, though. Ghost sack. Ghost sacked him. Again, I want to be fair. I, you know, watching, if you've been watching the show and you watch all the shows, 
you know, if you listen to me since Jet Nation, if you've been listening for that long to me, then then God bless you. If you've been watching since I was on TOJ, you know, that's what I'm saying. I've done like a hundred shows of film, like probably at least a hundred shows of film. Um, you know, I was really high on Darnold. I thought he could be a top five, top 10 guy, but this, this stuff, he, again, he's reading the middle of the field. He's, he's, he's reading Crowder right here. He sees guys following it in man coverage. He knows that Crowder has room and this guy's carrying, unless the guy drops off, then you, then you throw to Smith. But Crowder, when he's reading him right here, he's reading Crowder the entire time. Does Crowder have leverage? Could he, could he fit this ball in on third down at the, at the 19 yard line? Is he, is he so close that he cannot whip this ball in there? No, in, in no way he is. Then he stumbles and takes a sack. And this is the stuff I get sent on, on text with Giants fans. Um, I have five plays left of Donald and then we'll get into, we'll wrap up the, the rest of the, the film. 54, 57. All right. I think I can remember these last five. Probably not. Donald hesitant. Okay. This is the little stuff. And, and I, I know Saban did a breakout on this too. Uh, I saw this as well. You have, you, you have, you have this, the, 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 st- you have the stick flat right here. Just a sticks concept. You're not going to throw this. Obviously, he, he's he's running a he's running a hitch a stick, and he's all over it. Now, it's third and three. This DB is playing off with with inside leverage. He's breaking breaking towards the flat. Trust your receivers or not. Put the ball on his outside shoulder and let him turn up for one yard, and it's a first down. Is this, is this covered enough for him not to get one yard? You see what I'm saying? Like the little stuff based on pre-snap of him playing so far off and you know he's running into the flat, throw the ball now. Well, a little bit, maybe like a quarter of a second after that, but throw the ball now. Rich was outside shoulder. He catches, he catches it. He turns up. He gets the first down. At the minimum, he gets the first down. Maybe he breaks a tackle and he runs for a freaking touchdown. Darnold doesn't pull the trigger. He stares it down. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, go to my left side now. So he either throws the ball now, or at this point, you can't throw this ball. Or, or, or if you're not going to throw this ball, don't throw it. Look to the left side. So we'll go through your reads quicker. Again, deliver the ball here or go to your other read. What does he do? Continues to stare it down for, for an extra second. If he were to go, if he doesn't like this for whatever ungodly reason, again, you go to the left side. What do you see on the left side? If he was reading left to right first, left side, you see the corner blitz. Now, you know it's man coverage. They're, ca- they're, they're, they're capping the slot. They're capping him. Guy underneath, guy over the top. They're capping him. So capping should show um, the potential of a blitz. Right? Right. So you should be aware of this if he is reading the left side first. Um, he doesn't see the cap. They blitz. If anything, this is even easier first down. Lover the ball to the outside shoulder. He's carrying him. There's no way in hell this DB is getting downhill to tackle him before the before the 19 yard line. There's absolutely no way unless he bobbles the ball, you know, 14 times and then catches it. So that's open. This is open. The most simplistic read: slat, flat, and stick. Defend it. Go ahead. Try to. You can't. 
scrambles out, throws the ball. Oh my God, nobody's open. Donald has no help. First down and potentially a touchdown if he breaks one tackle. First down, potentially a touchdown if he breaks the tackle. Um, oh, sorry. I think I have six more because I have, oh, I marked two as 54. Okay, that's my screw up. So I have, this is, now it's five more. Donald near interception. Dropbacks, reads left. Again, it's second and one. Again, slant flat, which is really easy. What should he do right here? He sees this guy carrying. If he does want to throw this, fine. I, I, I get the throw. Based on leverages and this guy working over the top, and you know he's going to take an angle to cut off, cut off the receiver, where should the ball be? Back hip. Back hip, let him work, let him, let him work, adjust his hips to the ball, catch it and sink. What do you not want to do when a guy's working over the top like this? Lead him. You want to lead him to where they're both running to. You, you, want, to, you want to throw it so he sits down and catches the ball. Almost a pick. Can't have that. Is the is the the offensive line that hasn't improved much? Did a good job blocking here too. I know it's I know it's a it's a, a one step drop and throw, but good job by Fant getting his hands on, locking his guy up. Everybody does a good job. Leads him. He's got to understand leverages. Throw it to his back hip, and this is basic stuff. I'm not just making that up. I'm I'm not making up anything to be honest. Uh, fifty seven. Uh, seven near interception again. They, they, they switch their stems. You run another stick and the out Darnold again, reads the right side the entire time. Um, there's really not much like you like necessarily want to throw. What what's the down what's the down distance here? I don't know what it is, but it's 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 something in three. If it, if it is third and three, I would I would recommend dumping this off quickly to him. Again, the easiest throw, no. But if his eyes are there, he has room. Throw it to him. And if he is going to throw this out, the ball. Yeah, it's this is this is a tough this is a tough out. Um, He can't throw it short into the back hip because this guy is 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 coming downhill. You don't want him to undercut it. And with the slant, that's a completely different thing. He was never getting to that. So don't say, oh, well, the other one you said it's different. It's different out versus in. Out, you don't want to throw it short like that. If anything, he needs to float this towards the sideline. Float it. If this is not an easy throw to make, I'll give I'll, I definitely will give him that. You don't, but you don't want to put it on a on a uh on a rope right here like he does and try to hit him because he has a great potential of undercutting this based on leverages. So you need to float it to the outside and trust him to make a play. That's, that's the only place you can put this ball. He puts it, too, puts it with too much steam on it, almost picked off. Uh, okay. Play where I'm giving him credit. It's a coverage sack. It's not, it's not on him from what I saw, at least the first time. Man coverage. Everything is locked up. Let's let's go here. Locked up, locked up, locked up, locked up, locked up. So again, situations where you don't think, oh, he's just trying to shit on Donald. He won't give him credit for anything. All those coverage sacks that I showed you were not coverage sacks. This is a coverage sack. There's no there's nowhere to go. McDermott gets beat. He gets sacked. 
Got to be as fair as possible. This is the one where Lewis Lewis gets beat. He sets a little bit too far outside. The a gap's a little bit too wide. I think I think if anything, again, stay more inside. Shoot that outside hand. Push him to the outside. You don't want interior gap penetration. He sets too far outside. And he just kind of gets bold. Oh, he so he gets beat there too. So yeah, you have Lewis who gets beat here and McDermott who gets beat here. Uh, now don't don't come at me and say, oh my God, look, we're talking about the clean pockets. This is one play that I was talking about out of how many plays I just showed you clean pockets. So don't give me that shit. And yes, I do argue with myself because I know I know the one people will pick one play out of a 60 play review. Happens. McDermott, not good hand placement, lets him lets him get into him and, and rips by, lets up the sack. So not Donald's fault there. That's 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 the line's fault. That's the receiver's fault. Nobody got open. Plus route route concepts and things like that. Uh Darnold cub sack blah. Okay, see, look, he got covered sacked a couple times at the end of the game. Balage, who's not even I I I took some plays out, he got cut by the team. But again, covered. Covered. Let's over the middle. Could he have thrown that? No. That that would have been an interception. So good job seeing that. This is covered. Everything's covered. So this will happen. So are the receivers great? No. But will there plenty of plays where Jeff Smith, Crowder, Barrios, Hogan were open in this game and in past games? Yes. Nothing's open. And who lets up the sack here? Oh yeah, it's 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 Balazs who 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 does his he does his job. These guys are so so you so these guys slide. He fills. That's it's basic. If 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 you have if you if you see more threats to this side, if you think the blitz is coming from this side. Um, they're all going to slide. He's going to fill. He's going to block the edge. They're not. They're not threatened by forty-seven. They they see something. They're not threatened by him. Or sorry, they're not threatened. Oh, that's not what I meant to say. After watching this, you actually to correct myself. These slide protection is from is from the center right. These guys slide. These guys are locked, and then he fills. So he's not on a slide. He 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 reacts to the to the right because this guy carries him to the right. So he's not part of the slide protection. Uh, Lewis. He slides because he pick, because of that. McGovern picks him up. He passes him off. He fills. He blocks him on the, on the outside. Uh, Balage drops his head. Drops his head. Arms come wide. Not a good block. He gets uh, arm overed. Donald gets sacked. Two plays in a row. I gave Donald you know, credit. Nobody got open, and then the the, the protection was bad there. Uh, missed throw, fourth and four. Okay. Another spot concept. You have the flat. You have the which could be either uh, a deep comeback. It could be a deep stop. It could be a corner route, and then you usually have a snagger or curl underneath. It's a triangle read. It's a, it's a spot concept. Donald sees Crowder over the middle. This is this is fourth and four. A throw you absolutely need to make. This is a ten. This is eleven yard throw. Eleven yards in the air. He's wide open. Absolutely, you just got to put this. Oh, you could float this to his chest. Obviously, you want to put a little bit more heat on it. But this is a throw you need to make ten out of ten times. Donald overthrows him. Look at this throw. This is fourth and four. Massive spot in the game. This is as easy as it gets. Overthrows him. Defend it. Go ahead. Good job by the O-line. Overall, Van Roden stays square. Passes it off to McGovern. McGovern picks it up. 
Uh, Lewis sees this guy going outside. His, uh, his eyes flash inside. He picks it up as well. You know, Balaj gets beat inside, but this is, a, this is a, an easy throw. Easy. People in the parking lot of Jet Stadium with 12 beers deep make this throw. Overthrows it. How, oh, man, that is bad. Just bad. That's, there's no defense for that. That's, that's Christian Hackenberg, training camp level bad. Moving on. Bad from the offense. McDermott, bad. Herndon, one reception. 11, 11 receptions this year for 74 yards in four games. I have the one play of him that it's that this is him all season, dropping balls in the in the in the Niners game, dropping balls in the in the Colts game, or dropping a ball or two. This play, Donald finds him over the or uh no, let's see, over the middle. Okay. So he sits it down over the middle. Sees him again. This is in a bigger spot in the game, too. I forget if this is like third and ten. I think it's like third and ten. Whatever, whatever it was. I I forget. This is a big spot. Um, I wish I had the down distance, but Donald avoids some pressure. You have some pressure allowed by McDermott. Gets away from it, sees Herndon. So this is probably third down then, because I don't think you would I don't think he would have thrown in this short, but throws it to Herndon. Herndon drops it. Again, yeah, you have you have McDermott who sets too far outside. He gives up the B gap. Not a good job by him. Lewis tries to help, but there's still some pressure. They pick it up eventually, but still not the best. Donald sees it. Throws it right into his chest. Drop. He can't get. He can't get your freaking cold. In his rookie year, I said it in the show before the season. So people, all oh, your freaking revisionist history, all this Monday night morning quarterbacking. I said it in the in the. I think we did top twenty five or expectations of the season. It was with Kyle Smith, and I said I think Herndon's over. It was, it was a top twenty five. I said Herndon over rookie year is overrated. He he was open a lot of times running running, and he caught the ball great because he made a good catch in Green Bay. Actually, a couple nice catcher versus Houston too, but his his rookie year was overhyped, like he was going to be freaking the next coming of of uh, Jesus. When's the last really good Jets tight end? Chris Baker? <laughs> I don't know. Even Dustin Keller and Dustin Keller was really good. He just got injured. Lewis pressure, Crowder deep question mark. This this is a this is a tougher play. So, if Donald's eyes were looking at Crowder here, um, drops back, reads the left, gets the pressure, avoids it. This is a play where I'm gonna say it's 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 not it, this is a gray area because I'm not sure if his eyes ever go here. If his eyes were to go here, I'm giving either or. If his eyes were to go through, go here, he needs to hit this this throw. If they didn't, I want him to scan more and see it. But I can't kill him for it because he's under pressure. So fair, right? Should have thrown it if he saw it, but he didn't. Um, dumps the ball off the middle. It's not completed. But Lewis, this is this is this is Lewis's fault. Um, on the the uh, TE stunt, he carries it too much. He commits his hips too much, uh, commits his upper body too much, um, isn't able to drop his post, drop his post foot, his inside foot right here, um, and shuffle back and get inside on 55. So that's Lewis's fault. Not a good play by Lewis. John tries to get the ball to, uh, to Herndon, but Herndon is not able to really attack and catch the ball. Uh, okay, moving on from that. Again, Lewis, I thought struggled a little bit more, but overall, relatively okay. Uh, Greg Van Roden, again, struggled a little bit. He's the worst offensive line on the team. I'm hoping to see him replaced by um, a Mr. Cameron Clark, and then Cameron Clark takes that job, and then you are looking to replace Lewis next year, most likely. And you have then you have obviously four of your five pieces, um, with at least one of them needed to be addressed, and obviously you could address more if you want to upgrade. Like if 
you know, it, let's say we do have four of the five pieces. You just need the left guard next year to replace Lewis. Lewis is okay, but you aren't, you want better. Um, and you have Penny Sewell sitting at, let's say six or seven or wherever. And you're gonna be like, ah, no, we have Fant. Like, no, I like Fant, but you, you, you take Penny Sewell, you know? So he can be upgraded. But I'm saying that for like absolute needs, like they're going to need at least one guy next year for sure. And then the offensive line, I think will be average because you have Beckton who can develop. You have Fant who will continue to develop. Um, you have McGovern, who I think is a, is a solid center. He just, he started off a little bit slow, but two guards, hopefully one of them's, uh, is, uh, Cam Clark, Greg Van Roten. Okay. So this is the production I was talking about before. So you have the slide, you have the slide from the left guard to the right. They're all going to, they're all, they're all in, in slide protection. Um, or actually it's really gap protection. It's actually a slide, a slide gap protection because slide protection is man versus man. So we man, 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 but like there's there's they're shuffling in their gap protection more uh you have Beckton who's on an island versus uh chubb you have uh, whoever that is filling Bellage, i think but van roten can't let his face get crossed here he's he oversets that's like that's only that's, that's what happens he, he oversets the outside he just anticipates um that mcgovern's going to be there for him but mcgovern is sitting on the on the one tech a little bit to help out lewis he cannot overset. You you cannot get beat inside right here because if he does, if he does have to help him, the a gap is wide open. What does Van Roten do? Oversets, get his gets his hands chopped, um, and allows the 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 pressure or the sorry the sack on Darnold. Not Darnold's fault. Oh, actually no. Yeah, well that that starts the sack. Um, and you have some collisions and stuff right here. Like like Beckton is carrying his guy up, but feet get tangled. He falls down. You know, etc. But it's really that this is on uh. Greg Van Roten, moving on. Uh, bad from the defense. Uh, McDougald didn't make an impact. Ogletree is terrible. Discipline, uh, six personal fouls. We talked about that already. Uh, the fact that Ogletree is out repping Williamson, and when Williamson looked decent when he played, he, he looks at least looks okay. Um, is a joke by Greg Williams. The fact that they're spot dropping. I talked about that a lot in the last couple podcasts I did, uh, where you're not matching, you're not matching the one to the two, the three to the two, etc. You're not matching guys who come in and out of your zone, which has more man principles. Instead, you're just spot dropping. Okay, I got a 10 by 10 area on this grass, and that's all I'm covering. That's that's not how defense works in, in the year 2020. Um, good from the offense. I only have two plays of that. Then we have a couple of good from the defensive plays, some some miscellaneous plays, and we're pretty much done. Uh, Becton, I thought when he came in, he he looked good. He, he obviously looked a little bit hurt this game, so he didn't look as as good, but you saw the one play where he trucked over the D tackle. Um this play, I said Becton Fant blocks Smith. I don't know what that means. Okay, so there's yeah, the over route or whatever to Smith, but um, Becton, balanced feet, good job splitting. Helmet isn't popping up and down, doesn't reach for contact, maybe a tiny, tiny bit, but he has the athleticism to recover. It's not really that, that bad. Gets his hands on extends matches hands on completely clean pocket fant steps inside overlap technique this is not a hand check uh, this is not a hand check or a drag hand it's different there's different terminology this is a hand check this is him letting his 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 right guard know hey i'm here um he drops off that hand check so now that now now van Rowe knows he's not there anymore because he sees the the c gap getting potentially penetrated drops picks up with herndon Donald finds Smith over the middle catch. Good job by the offensive line. 
Um, Fant, I put as a good as a positive as well. Again, all the plays I'm showing minus like one or two where he could, could have had better technique and things like that. He played well. He played really well. I believe he went off an injury too. And then you had a uh, was it Josh Andrews at right tackle or whatever it was. So, but when he played, he was good. Um, oh, this is this is towards the end of the game on on third down. Uh, another mesh concepts hits uh, Crowder who can't turn up for first down. Is what it is. Uh, fan. Again, I want to see him add more to his arsenal. Too many f- uh, 45 degree sets. I want to see more vertical things like that from him. But 45 degree sets, guy uh, gets inside of him. Again, he anticipating some type of some type of game in the front. Doesn't commit fully. Like he is committing, but his eyes are still on the second level. He sees the looper coming. Shoves him down. Knows he cannot because he committed a little bit too much. He cannot. Um, flip his hips and get outside on this. There's no way he's gonna drop. He's gonna drop his uh, drop his post and get outside. He can't power step and get outside, uh, which I'll, I've explained power steps before. I'll explain it a different time. He can't get there, so he has to like speed turn to get outside, and he's just gonna. He's in no shit mode. This guy's coming off the edge. Donald's here. I have to run back to a spot to to cut him off. Runs back to the spot to cut him off. Great adjustment right there. Is it ideal? That he carries that inside too much? No. Should at this point, should he, should he, should he uh, stuff him inside, drop his post, be more under control? Yes. Does everything work out the way you want it to? No, it doesn't. But he adjusts really well right there. I like that a lot. Moving on. Um, other than that, uh, Connor McGovern played better in this game. I pointed out already. I have a couple plays of Quinn Williams five and. Uh, few more plays after that but uh quinn williams played well um the penalties and things i i showed you that bang bang play uh with the um uh with the late hit you know roughing the pass whatever it was um that's that's a that's a tough thing to not ask him to do that that just happens like you can't kill people for every single penalty they get um q two eye tech rushes the center Comes off low, hands inside, bull rushes him. He's off balance, trying to regain balance. Q sees the the A gap open to the center's left side. Club, club, arm over, fights through two arms, double ice pick. Then that's just when you're pushing off the guys, pushing off their arms to propel yourself towards the quarterback. So again, hands inside, bull rush, A gap open, club, arm over. Double ice pick, fighting through arm tackles. Almost gets to the quarterback. Is this a bad play because he didn't get the sack? No, it's not. Obviously, rip and hit the guy who's wide open. Holy shit, some guys some guys open on the second level of the Jets defense against the linebackers. It's not a surprise. Um, delivers a ball. Pool comes from here. I think delivers a big shot. Bang, yeah. Pressure by Q. Good play by Pool. Um. Okay, let's see. I got four more plays left to queue. Again, played well. I almost put him in my in my in my studs, but I think Jeff Smith um playing the way he did. Um for a guy who's trying to fight to just make the team and, and be a contributor, you know, I had to give him again relative to expectations. Run stuff from Q. Quick gap exchange. At, initially it looks like you know you have A gap, B gap, they go A gap, B gap. 
See a switch right there. This is a little cap exchange just to throw off the, the, the offensive line. Comes off of the ball low, feels the, the zone blocking scheme, sees his own steps, gets his, hand, gets his hands inside. Eyes go to the running back. That's where you're expecting the running back to go based on the, the, the blocking scheme of the offense. Strings it along. Look at that the extension. He, how low he is, the leverage and the extension. He sees that Gordon's going to cut it back. Plants hard. Plants hard, watches hips. Plants hard, drops his hips. Because again, when, you're, when your hands are inside and you're stringing him along, the, the, the guard doesn't know where the running back is going. So he's going to continue to run and outrun Q. So when Q gets, his, gets leverage and he's already off balance and then you drop your hips, that guy's going to keep going that way. You rip, him, you rip him, pull him the opposite way, which helps yourself propel the other way. Drops his hips, plants, tackle. Great play. Well, yeah, he, he, he makes a tackle with some help, but great play by Q on the run stuff. Q pressure, Jackson. Okay. One tech. So don't give me the, oh, Q is not playing good. He's, he's playing pretty well. Um, I, I would say that, again, I've talked about this a lot of podcasts, but if. Q was in a situation where he could just rush one guy, penetrate one gap like he did more in the Niners game. He would be getting a lot more stats. And listen, even at this point, he's going to get like eight, nine sacks this year, 10. If, if that sack wasn't a face mask, he'd have three sacks through four games. And you average that out to the whole season. You're, you're, you're looking at what, three, three times four? You're looking at 12 sacks this year. It's a pretty good year for interior defensive linemen. And this is considering that the last game versus the Colts, he played 55% of snaps. This is and I'm not, and I am, I guess, a Q stand, but this is fair in my opinion. 55% of snaps. He's playing on a defense where he is the primary focus of the offensive line. He is double teamed. He, he is hand checked. He is combo blocked a lot. That thirdly, he's on a defense where they don't have a primary way of winning one-on-one rushers. Hopefully Franklin takes Franklin Myers takes steps up in that direction. Hopefully Basham, hopefully Huff, but he is, they still have to, to manufacture pressure. What do I mean by that? Stunts, twist, looping, a lot of that type of thing where Q does not, ha- he's not rushing just a single gap, which is what he's good at. He's good at penetration, burst off the snap. He's, he's a decent lateral athlete, but he's more of a quick first step penetration type guy. Um, so him having to hold guys up, move laterally, you know, hold up the A gap, switch to the B, all this stuff to help out the other guys because they have to manufacture pressure does not help his numbers. It just does not. When, when you see him going against one guy, not having to worry about what Huff is doing, uh, Anderson, all these guys, that's when he starts to dominate guys hand inside right here. Literally, literally like long arms them. Throws him off balance, goes to penetrate the the a gap. Uh, a help a help comes from the running back, but Q drops his shoulder into him and penetrates the gap and gets his hand again right like like a quarter of a second away. Now if now if there was better coverage right here, um, then maybe you know he he doesn't get this. But good job by by Lamar Jackson um, breaking it up right here. And and what he does is he he's not able to play the ball. So what he does right here is it's a Good idea, and, and it's good coaching. Um, even though I don't like Denard Wilson, he pulls the elbows back because your hands on the ball. If you pull your elbows back, you obviously have to have a strong grip on your on the ball to uh, to uh, be able to um, bring that ball in. So if you're bobbling, it's not really going to work. So good job pulling the elbows back. Um, but again, Q, long arm, 
clears itself in the A-gap, penetrates, drops his shoulder, pressure. Tell me he's not playing well. You know, it's, it's there. It's, it's there on film. Now, again, if he had more coverage in the backside, if he had better players around him so he, they can all, actually all just rush a gap instead of having to, to manufacture it, then he would win more. But he's having to open up holes for other guys. It's just true. If you don't think it's true, uh, you're smoking crack. Or you're clearly not watching his show, so I don't care about you. All right, well, that's, that's not what I mean. I'm not saying I don't care about anybody who watches, doesn't watch his show. My mom doesn't watch. I care about my mom. Uh, 38. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh. Run stuff, okay. One tech. Yeah, he's like, so this is where I call it like, okay, is he a, is he a one? Is he on the outside shoulder? Is he is he a uh well some people just call this one regardless. Like the people don't differentiate like one loose one, two eye, like people won't call it two eye. It's either it's either it's either two, one. Or zero. I don't. I don't think that gives you enough flexibility to tell you where actually lining up because people call a one the outside shoulder, um, or a or or a two helmet on. If you, even if you go to two eye, that's the inside shoulder of the, of the guard. So where is he? He's not really a one. He's not a zero. He's not a two eye. He's not a two. So this is why I start to look into stuff. I call him a a loose one. He's a loose one, wide one. He's a loose one, comes off the ball. Again, zone steps, good leverage, good tight elbows, gets under his pads, is going to stand him up, stands him up, scrapes down the sideline, strings him along. Again, sees the run, same exact, same exact plays before. Sees the little running back cutting back because of the, of the penetration. Good job by, you know, uh, McClendon right here. Good job by Williamson feeling. You know, you have uh, May who's feeling. The running back goes, oh, shit, going to cut it back. Q because he has good hands and stringing the guy along again. See what I'm saying? Drops his hips. And again, with his footwork, it's really good because you don't want to, you want to make sure you're working off your instep, which he's working off his instep right here, which, which stops him. You don't want to, you don't want to stop against the natural lever points of your knees. So working your instep, it's almost like forcing you to break your leg or literally your foot to slide on the ground for you to, uh, to, uh, for it to not be effective, which is not going to happen. It, it can obviously your fucking slider, if somebody's that strong and pushing you, but you're, you literally have to like the force that meets the ground is much stronger when you're not working, working against lever points, drops his hips, tackle. Great play. One more play of Q. 51. Q sack, but face mask. Again, this is a play where I'm going to give him, you know, credit for the sack. It's not going to show up on the stat sheet, but this is this is hard. Uh, loose one, again. Rushes straight up field. Obviously, they're in. They're in. They they shuffle in their in their slide protection. Left guard goes to pick him up. Gets his hands inside. Overpowers him. Just straight overpower. This is power. Hands inside. Continues to run his feet, penetrates the B gap, overpowers him. I hate this freaking stupid camera, but he's taking good angles to the quarterback at this point. Quarterback sees it, drops his helmet, drops his weight, and is going to roll to the outside. So Q is going to attack the quarterback like he's here, but because the quarterback changes his direction at the last second, Q goes to wrap up and grabs the face mask. Look how low the quarterback is. 
you know, people, again, people who don't play, who haven't played sports, especially football, don't get how quick this is. One step, he's going to wrap up. He's wrapping up, which is at the chest level. He's going to wrap up his chest right here and bring him down. Because he drops his helmet to where his chest is, look, look how look his helmet drops. Yeah, he grabs a face mask and gets the sack. It Was it, was it a play where he was rolling to the outside and Q only could get his face mask? So he grabbed his face mask and ripped him to the ground? No. He's going to sack him. He tried to get out of it. He grabbed the face mask. Ideally, does does he you know does he quickly adjust and you know grab him and maybe bring him down by the jersey? Yeah, sure. But this is such a bang bang play for people. Like, oh my god, he's such a you know he's a, well, either dirty or dumb or whatever you want to call it. That that's just you're, you're being way too harsh on on that play. So good play, good rush by Q. Unfortunately, it's a face mask. Good job by Ripon trying to get away from it. He he draws that face mask on him. Um, Q had a good game. You know. Again, he had he had two personal fouls, but those those weren't like the other ones were. Uh, John Michael Myers again, another game where he had some pressures. I didn't show him enough. I don't think any other reps, but he's he's been playing well since he's been here. I think I did a review on him. I was pretty high on him coming from the Rams, so I'm happy he's playing well. Uh, helps me out a little bit because I know I mentioned him coming onto the team. Like, oh, I think he might make the team because he had a pretty good year at the, with the with the Rams. I'm pretty sure the 53 man roster prediction. I said that, and he's having a good year, uh, which is good. We need young players. He's he was a rookie two years ago. Um, he's on the edge right here. He's the five tech. A little bit of a gap exchange. C to B, B to C. Ooh. Right guard goes to pick him up. Gets hands on. Penetrates the B gap. And forces. I, I don't know if this is. Was this called? Yeah, it was called. I see the flag flying in right there, right there. So again, penetrates the A gap, tries tries the back door. Let's run. Power, drop his hips, rip. The rip comes in there already. No, rip comes in right there. And the rip, you're work you're working against the elbow. So if the elbow is, let's just say it's let's just say it's straight on a guy like this. When you're ripping a guy, you're lifting the elbow up. So obviously, there's not that much pressure on you. You can work past that arm. That's what that's doing. It helps you turn corners. Uh, it's a pivot point. It's a lot of things. Forces the hold. Good job by John Franklin Myers. He had a couple other nice plays, but again, try to make this a, with like about a three-hour show. Uh, Lamar Jackson, when he came in, he he again he had some mental errors, but I thought overall he didn't embarrass himself for an undrafted guy. Again, relative to expectations, good. If I expect him to be Jalen Ramsey, not good. Um, McClendon, I thought played good in this game. I have two plays of him really quickly to show, just to show my uh, weekly. McClendon, Fado Kasi, some some of the some of their love. Uh, people just run to the outside in the Jets and, and a lot of outside zone pin and pulls, sweeps, and they are running some, some to the inside. And they haven't made it. Honestly, they've been a little bit disappointing this year, but overall, they're still good players. Um, you have two I Fado Kasi. You have uh, four I Tech, almost like a wide three, but a four I Tech of McClendon. McClendon steps inside. Hands inside, eyes in the running back, extension. Sees the running back cut to the backside. Good job of this gap discipline, not shooting in over the top because then it's sort of been wide open. So good job of McClendon staying disciplined. Again, drops his hips, drops his weight, just like Q was doing. Throws his guy aside, makes the tackle. Uh, he cut the running back is forced to cut back because Fadokasi penetrates the a gap drops his helmet right into the gap he splits that gap that's what he wants to do he's splitting the gap he's responsible for that gap throws 66 off him 79 gets off balance because of the power he's off of him 
McClendon makes a tackle. Uh, next, where the hell is the next play of him? Oh, 48. I have it in the next one. Okay. 48. Give me a few miscellaneous plays, and we are done. Oh, pool interception. Okay. McClendon, McClendon pressures. This is because of McClendon. Let's see. Uh, um, so from Poole's perspective, he's in man coverage on the tight end. Again, he can do some safety things. Um, he is playing over the top right here because he has the underneath help. So if there's a quick throw, these guys should be there for him. So he's playing a little bit more conservative, but he has some flexibility to do so based on um, these two guys who are, are like spot dropping. It looks like a cover one with with these guys either uh, going to – where's the running back? That's what, so, so some people call it like funnel one where you have like two spot droppers, they're going to split. They're going to take the running back running back cuts this side. He takes it and he's, he's the hole. If he cuts this side, then he takes the running back. He's the hole. So it's like double man on the, on the, on the running back with one of the other guys being a spot dropper um, or not a spot dropper, a, a hole defender running back stays in. They both drop. So he has the flexibility to play off a little bit. He sees a quarterback going to it. He undercuts it. He has the, again, flexibility to, to do this because he, is both has help in the inside and is faster than the tight end undercuts it pick good job by pool um mcclendon uh right here is a four i again you have like you have z you have zero one uh wide why you can even have like wide three tight three if you want to be on that that crazy about it two i two three loose three four i uh four i four five Six, seven, uh, six I. So, Clendon rushes, foot fire, stutter step. Looks like he grabs the hand, the outside hand here of the right guard, throws it down, bull rushes, long armed, gets in his chest, right in his right, he gets right. He can't step into this throw. So he probably would have picked this regardless pool, but good job in McClendon bull rushing to get right into his face. This is not a clean pocket. This is not a clean pocket. <laughs> you know, so like I said, good job with the stutter, long arm into the full bull rush, getting right into his face. Good job by pool as well. Moving on, that is it from the defense uh, pool. Like I said, I thought I had a pretty good game. Special teams, uh, the, the man, the myth, the punter. Three punts, 146 yards, had a big tackle. I should have put that up, but I, I, I didn't. I didn't record that. Um, good. Yeah, that was a touchdown saving uh, tackle, most likely by uh, man. So absolutely fantastic job by him, both punting and the tackling. Again, he had like seven, eight tackles in college. He was a linebacker in high school, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a positive of him. Obviously, he saved the touchdown. Ficken missed one field goal that he um, that he uh, would have. Or they got hit on, so it wasn't. Um, but that field goal, I think that field goal is actually from the result of the Darnold uh, not throwing that ball into the flat. But it was, a, I think it's a whatever the yardage was. He got hit, he missed it. But overall, five for five, fifty-four yard long. Even if he was five for six with a fifty-five yard long, or fifty-four yard long, still a good game um, from him. He's been he's been solid. So props up to him. Miscellaneous plays. I have five of them. Then we're moving on. I put other penalties, 11, 11 penalties, 118 yards. We talked about that. Miscellaneous plays, this could be anything. I, I don't really know. Three, 
Oh, clean. Okay, clean pocket again. So I'm going to tell you or say the offense line's good. Gore has been a disappointment. I'm, I'm excited for Bell to come back hopefully this week um, because there's been some some gaps that one Gore doesn't see because he just tries to hit any any open grass for two yards, um, doesn't see cutbacks, and he's just not laterally athletic enough or explosive enough to to get to those backside gaps that Ben runs back. Clean pocket. Good job by Becton. Again, square, drag hand, balance, good base. He's not heel clicking. Helmets is level, gets his hands on, gets underneath again. You don't want to you don't want to be long on a guy and going back and forth like this. You want to have guys tight because obviously you're stronger there and it's less uh, it's going to be less chance of holding. Um, Lewis does a good job. You know, everybody does a good job. Even 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 uh, Van Road who shoots a little bit wide, but it's still able to, able to match his guy. And the good thing about uh, Van Roden, too, is I really like him resetting into his anchor. He always does a good job getting low, working off his insteps, so he gets into his anchor, shuts down his guy, Fant, more of a hug technique, and then he resets. Hug, reset, you see how he hops back, hops back, works his hand inside. Angle route, hit score. Gore, for whatever reason, stops running. Uh, I know this, the safety's deeper here, but keep cutting up field and get yardage. He stops and gets tackled. Again, I don't, I don't know why. You know, see, just had like, there's no reason for this. This guy is backside of you. Do not um, stop running. Even if this guy's here, just get to this yard marker, the 45. Um, next play. 15 Lewis hold. Okay. I should have, well, I, should, I put, I put Lewis playing not as well this game and sort of play. I'm not sure why I didn't put this in Lewis's section, but, um, inside tight zone split. Oh, hold on a second. All right. Four more plays left. Um, 15, 30. Oh, already did. Oh, did I need to play three? What was play three? Clean block. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. Three more plays left. Sorry. 36, 42, 45. 36, 42. Oh, I just said Gore breaks, no tackles. Yeah, he's not been overly impressive to me. That, he's not impressive at all, really. He just he, he is what he is. He's a running back you want to see five times a game to, to maybe relieve your number one guy. Even even at that, you want P, uh, P Ryan doing that. So, outside zone, outside mid zone, really outside versus mid is like is like outside hip of the tackle versus a little bit wider. You have you have uh, you have you have belly tight inside mid, outside wide. There's like this five or six that I, that I usually differentiate between mid zones. Split zones, lead zones, Mike zones, Bob zones, uh, some other ones. So, good job by uh, Van Roten with the scooch right there. Scooch technique gets outside leverage. He doesn't hold it up. Does he hold it up? Yeah, he does. So, good job by him. Good job by Lewis. Good job on the backside. Good job on McGovern, who runs right to the second level. Cuts off his guy. Positional leverage, positional leverage, even though it's not the best, but it's going outside, so he doesn't have to worry about him undercutting it, really. 
positional leverage, positional leverage, and a, a pretty open um, B gap. Gork. Oh, well, the B gap gets contained or it gets clogged. Now you have hat and hat. So you're going to take this gap. Gore sees that, takes that gap, lowers his shoulder, can't break arm tackles. He just can't. He, he just does not break any tackles. A good running back, you know, Chubb, Bell, whoever, puts their, puts their head down, breaks his tackle. It's one-on-one with Simmons. You break a tackle to touchdown. But Gore cannot because he's just not – he just he doesn't have it anymore. You got to break arm tackles. So no contact balance, no power right there. Um, next, two left. Editing. Uh, f- okay. Uh, I just put Kalen Blage over Perrine. This is a blown blocker or something, I'm assuming. Terrible. Yep, terrible. He's scanning. They're running a cross dog blitz. Sees this is picked up. His eye should flash here. He carries that guy for whatever reason. And sack on Darnold. Bellage is terrible. Don't need to address it really because he's not on the team. Um, last play of the review. Play 45. What's the last one? Oh, Fado Kassi near interception. So again, he played okay. He just he not taking as much action up the middle. Um... Pretty good coverage overall from the – nope, never mind. It's not. Again, it's frustrating alignment. So, covered, covered, covered. If you if they know as a defense that he's running into the flat, he's taking a really quick exit angle because they're playing a cover three, cover six, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, whatever it may be on, on this side. He knows he has to get into the flat because he's dropping off. So, if he has to get to the flat – what does the linebacker have to do? What does Ultra have to do? He has to get to the two. So it makes no sense. This makes no sense for, for Greg Williams' defense. He's eating outside. If he runs a stick, a, a stop, anything, he's wide open. What happens? He runs a stick, a stop, he's wide open. If he's widening to get to the flat, somebody has to take the two. Ogletree does not run to take the two. Blown defense, wide open. That's why Jets' defense gets gashed under the middle because they do not they – they, 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 they spot drop. They do not match. But Fado Kasi – Right here as the uh, 4i. Rushes upfield. They all slide to their left or shuffle to their left. He penetrates the – or he doesn't penetrate the A-gap. He's just rushing the A-gap. He gets blocked by two guys. He sees that uh, Rippon is going to throw the ball, gets his hands up, deflection, and then has the awareness to find the ball in midair, goes to catch it, and he does catch it. And it's a great job by the center – which is, is that Cushenberry? Is he, is he playing center? I think so. So good job by him deflecting the ball and then picking it off. And then he gets freaking, he plays better defense than, than bless Austin right here. Or let's say, let's say this here. I don't want to be too hard on bless Austin. He can still rebound. He's still young, but good job by him finding the ball, hands catching it, goes to tuck it and he chops it out. Good job by the center, but that sucks because Fadakasi really should have had a pick there. Pass deflection into a pick, really impressive play. I'll, I'll give it to him. Obviously, it gets it gets chopped. It is it is what it is. Um, that's it for the Jets Broncos game. Uh, quick quick recap of, or not quick recap, but a quick preview of the Cardinals game. Again, I don't do these too long. Um, Kyler Murray quarterback. How are they going to contain him? I don't know. 
Um, we are facing a Cardinal team who did just lose to the Lions and the Panthers, two bad teams. Um, even though the Panthers play hard, we could have had their coach as our, as our, as our coach and Robbie Anderson back with rule most likely. Um, but that didn't happen. Now we have Adam Gason. We're looking him for him to get fired, you know, after his first year. Now we're a couple of games into his first year and people are completely tuning out. Uh, Murray, you have running back Drake Edmonds. Drake is, is fast. That's my concern with him. You get to the outside, pin and pulls, uh, things like that. The linebackers can't keep up. He hasn't been playing great, but he's fast. It's a problem for the Jets. Wide receiver and wide receivers, Hopkins, who's going to match up against him. They have to cone him. They have to bracket him. Um, because that's their option. They, they target him almost too much in that offense. So you cone him, meaning, you know, the outside guy has him, and then there's a guy on the inside. If he breaks inside, um, the defender cuts him off from the inside, and then the outside guy replaces the, the defender's zone, or he can, like, push coverage, or he can look to the other side, whatever it may be. Um, or you just bracket him with straight-up double team. Uh, Christian Kirk, solid receiver. Larry Fitzgerald is smart. The Jets, def- the Jets defense cannot play zone. Well, they, they play zone, but they can't they can't execute. Fitz is going to find open spots in the zone, so it doesn't matter how athletically limited he is. Isabella, shifty guy. They're going to have problems with the receivers, I think. Tight end, Dan Ar- Arnold, whatever. Uh, offensive line's not good. The DJ Humphreys, Pew at left guard. Centers, Mason Cole. Right guard, J.R. Sweezy. Right tackles, Beecham. It's not a good offensive line, and it's just not. Um, so, if anything, they need to get pressure on Murray, contain him, contain rush him, stay to the outside, stay outside leverage, get pushed from the inside, um, make him make him run in the interior gaps, take some sacks, uh, and especially don't let him get to the outside. He's a shorter quarterback. You do not want him to get to the outside because then his, his, his reads become easier. If you make him stay in, in the pocket behind his offensive lineman, he has trouble seeing over his guys sometimes. He does. That's why he struggles a little bit with intermediate throws. Uh, defense the defensive line it's it's not great um you, i think you could run on this team if bell is back i think that's the way to win this game it uh, even though do you want the jets to win or lose at this point i, I think if everybody had to say you know the jets going one and 15 and finishing the first pick first going four and 12 and finishing with the sixth pick everybody would smartly say one and 15 so you're gonna root for them during the game but eh, maybe not uh, so there is a way to win this game it's a running the ball contain rushing murray making him throw the ball over the middle uh, we have to hope the linebackers step up though, because they suck. Uh, the, the defensive line: Zach Allen, Jordan Phillips at D end. The defensive tackles: Cordy, uh, Corey Peters, Rashard Lawrence, Jags. Um, outside linebackers: Chandler Jones, who's he's fantastic. He's been playing a little bit worse this year, but you have him. Um, at least statistically, I don't know what's happening on film, but he's good at outside linebackers, so it's going to be hard to get outside runs on him. Uh, Devon Kennard, who's hurt, so I'm not sure if he's playing or not. Isaiah Simmons, who's been a disappointment so far uh, in his early career, but again, it's first year, no training camp, things like that. Middle linebacker, Jordan Hicks is a good middle linebacker. De- Devon J. Campbell, so decent second-level players of linebackers with, with Hicks, Campbell, Jones, and Kennard if he's playing. Simmons is a fast guy, so... Their secondary, uh, their defensive backs are solid uh, for sure. Um, so I don't think you're going to win a lot of one-on-ones. I, th- I think that Crowder, whoever he's versed, he can, he can win some matchups. But Patty, uh, Patty Pete, not what he was back in the day, but still pretty good. Byron Murphy, pretty solid draft pick from last year. Jake Kirkpatrick, decent corner. Kevin Peterson, decent corner. So they have decent corners and and a top-flight guy like Patty Pete, uh, even though he's, like I said, on the, the downslide. Their safeties, uh, Buda Baker and Chris Banjo, I think both of them are hurt. I'm not sure if they're playing this game, and if, and if so, probably limited. So maybe take some shots and then seam versus safeties if they're out. Um, Jets injuries, who are coming back. Mim sounds like he's not going to be back for a while. 
doesn't sound like Becton and Darnold are going to play. So you have Mims, Becton, Darnold out. And Mims probably out for a couple of weeks. Becton out for probably a couple of weeks. And Darnold is week to week. So he'll be out for a couple of weeks as well. Um, so you have two winnable games against the, the Chargers. And what uh, I think the Chargers, are ne- the Chargers are the next week and the Cardinals are this week. I think that's how it goes. And past that, you have like the, the Patriots, the Bills, the Chiefs. So these are the two weeks. If you're going to get a win, you better get a win. And then after those games, I think it's the Dolphins back to back. So I really see the Jets like winnable games as the Cardinals this game, maybe. The Chargers, maybe, but then against Joe Flacco playing. The Dolphins twice, maybe the Raiders. They can win five. They, can, they have possibly winning five games. Did they win any of them? I don't know. The Jets really might be one and 15, two and, two and 14 this year. Uh, so, but it looks like Bell's going to come back. Big positive. Perryman, I'm not sure about, but I, he might be coming back. Another positive. Vincent Smith's coming back, it seems like. Positive. Uh, Zuniga's coming back, I'm pretty sure. Cam Clark will be as a backup, I think. So, positive that some guys are coming back. How do when I talked about it, tackle, contain Murray, make him throw over the uh, the interior offensive lineman, let Q lose single gap penetration, just let him win. I don't care about anybody else. Get in Murray's face. Um, don't suck. That that would, that would be a start. Uh, <clears throat> score prediction. Uh, Cardinals 31, Jets 20. I'm not predicting the Jets to win another game this year until they show me they can win a game. Uh, they, they, they almost beat a bad Broncos team with a ton of injuries. The Cardinals are better than that Broncos team, even though they've been playing poorly, um, with a quarterback who is ridiculously fast and a really good receiver with our corners who cannot cover and our linebackers who cannot contain running quarterbacks. Don't see it happening. 31, 20, uh, 20 is from, I think they're going to run on them a little bit. Uh, Pickums last week the Steelers and Titans game got postponed. Uh, the Vikings beat the Texans. The Browns beat the Cowboys. That was the one game I said I do not feel comfortable comfortable about the Browns in a shootout with the Cowboys. Cowboys almost came back again. Browns beat them. Uh, the Bengals beat the Jags, which I picked. Oh, sorry. So I picked. So so Texans versus Vikings. I picked the Vikings. The Vikings. Oh no, sorry. Never mind. I'm not. I'm not even doing that. The Bengals beat the Jags. The Bears beat the are the the Bears lost to the Colts. The Bengals beat the Jags. I think I said that three times already. The Bills beat the Raiders. The Eagles beat the Niners, which I picked against the the spread there. So I picked the Eagles plus eight and a half, and I won some money with that. The Chiefs winning by eleven, and then the Packers winning. I, I tell you, this week was a good gambling week, bad week for pickums for me in this. Um, so the ranking, I'm just going to go through. I'm not going to do it by, by rankings, but Joe, myself, I'm 10 and 8. Marcus is 10 and 8. Tom is 9 and 9. Kyle, the leader right now, is 14 and 4. Uh, Vinny is 10 and 8. Matt is 7 and 9. And Rob, Rob and, and Matt are, are need to fight back here, uh, get back in it. You have plenty of weeks to do it, but 7 and 11, uh, 6 and 10. And then Danny is in second place at 13 and 5. Uh, this week, only five games this week because the, the games weren't that great, to be honest. There wasn't a lot of games I saw like to be close. So games can range from over four to, to ten if I really see ten good games. Um, the Cardinals of the Jets, I picked the Cardinals to win. The 3-1 Buccaneers at the 3-1 Bears, I think the Bucs are a, three, a better 3-1 team. The, the, the Bears disappointed last week with, uh, with Foles. I thought they knew better. I thought they were going to win against the uh, – Colts, they did not. They disappointed me. I'm picking the Bucks. The 4-0 Bills at the 3-0 Titans. If that game even happens, I don't know if it will at this point. If it does, I'm picking the Bills. Um, the Titans might be. They're like, they're like out of the loop right now. I don't know if they're, they're not practicing. They're they're going to be raw. Um, and the Bills are a good team, even though they almost they almost lost a couple games, but they're playing really well. Josh Allen looks awesome. So good for them. Not really good for them. They're in our division in our conference too. Um, 
the the two hardest games I think to pick are the two like two harder ones to pick. Uh, two and two Panthers at the 0 and four pa- Falcons. Panthers play hard. They're not super talented. They don't have Christian McCaffrey. The Falcons are probably more talented, but are not as well coached and are desperate. I'm picking the Falcons. They, they need to, they need to win a game. So I'm taking the 0 and four Falcons at home. Uh, the three and one Colts at the three and one Browns. The Colts are getting hyped up for their defense, which is good. I just don't see who's in a matchup against Beckham. Uh, the Colts have played teams like the Jets, like the Bears, like the um, Jaguars. So how good are they really? I'm not sure yet. So I'm going to take the Browns at home because I think their running game is elite. It's probably the one of the best, not the best running game in the league. And then you have explosive plays from guys like uh, Odell Beckham. So I'm taking the Browns. So to recap, Jets versus Cardinals, taking the Jets. The Bucks versus Bears, taking the Bucks. The Bills versus Titans, taking the Bills. The Falcons or the Panthers or the, the, the Panthers at the Falcons, I'm taking the Falcons. The Colts at the Browns, I'm taking the Browns. Uh, still needs a couple people's picks, so make sure, obviously, Rob, Danny, Kyle, they all have been sending me their picks. So do that, and I will talk to you guys next week. Uh, again, it's about watching the young guys. You know, so Flacco this week doesn't matter. No, but let's watch, you know, let's watch Greg, uh, let's not, not, not Van Roden. You know, uh, Connor McGovern, Fant, Crowder, Vincent Smith, Jeff Smith, I think they're both going to be playing, hopefully. Uh, Perryman, you know, maybe he's a long-term guy. I, I don't know. But focus on the young guys who cares about Flacco. I will see you in a couple of days. And again, thank you for the support. Drop those ratings and reviews on the podcast app. Once I get nine more ratings slash reviews, someone gets a free t-shirt, you get to pick it from the store. I will see you guys in a couple of days. Mm-hmm.